Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields, presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. This is meteorologist John McMurray. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Good morning, Michael Patrick Shields. It's a pleasure to talk to a fellow Irishman. At the end of the day, if you can come home from your work, whether you're a writer or a broadcaster or or if you're a bus driver, if you can come home and you're satisfied with what you did and you're happy, then then you're a very blessed person. I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. Good morning, Michigan. A very pleasant Firekeepers Casino Friday to you. It's Veterans Day in Michigan, and that may affect your normal routine. It will for us on this program, as we will honor veterans throughout the day including Jim Dunn, who now lives in the Petoskey area from the Lansing area, who was shot down, I think it's six times, it might be 11 times, while serving in Vietnam. And you ever wondered what that's like? You're going to find out from Jim Dunn and a host of his many friends who will be with us today to honor veterans. Across the state of Michigan, lake effect snow will hit West Michigan this weekend. Even though temperatures were in the low 70s, that's gone. The cold front is moving through, and that snow will continue into early Sunday. Two inches possible, if you can believe that. It's Michael Patrick Shields, and by the way, that may make you reach for a beer. Governor Gretchen Whitmer proclaimed November Michigan Craft Beverage Month to recognize the breweries and wineries and cideries. I didn't know that's what they were called. I thought they were cider mills. Anyway, distillers across the state celebrating with a beer. Michigan ranks sixth in the United States for the number of craft breweries. Top producer nationally of hard cider. Ninth for wine production. A hundred distillers all across the state. Drink up. It's the weekend. And it's Michael Patrick Shields with you. And, of course, Grand Rapids is known as Beer City. In Florida, now five deaths are being tied to the former Hurricane Nicole. Orange County Sheriff's Department said it was a Category 1 storm, went right through central Florida Thursday, knocked down a power line, electrocuted two people. Uh, There was a car crash that was storm-related to. 68-year-old man died on his yacht during the storm when the, the boat broke free of the dock and drifted out to sea. And uh, in Florida, once again, danger. And uh, Monday, we'll see uh, that storm now moves up through uh, the Carolinas and Georgia and so forth. And so Angela Miller will be with us on Monday from Savannah to tell us what happened there. On the other side of the state, Michigan State, the basketball team on this Veterans Day, will play Gonzaga in San Diego Harbor on the flight deck of the USS Abraham Lincoln. And uh, back in 2001, they played on the USS Carl Vinson, and I was lucky enough to be there. This is called the Armed Forces Classic. It will be broadcast on ESPN. Barack Obama was on the courtside seat during that game back in 2011, all those years ago. And I remember when the game ended, uh, we were all trying to make our way off the deck and down below. You had to go down the steps of the ship and everything and off the gangplank and whatnot. And uh, there was a light rain that had started to fall. And so the Sparty fans and the Carolina fans were all sort of 
miffed by the rain and grumbling and trying to get off. And there was a serviceman there, a sailor, who was standing at attention. And I said to him, well, I bet you've seen it a lot worse up on this deck, haven't you? And he said, yes, sir, I sure have. <laughs> Imagine being out to sea on one of those things when Mother Nature strikes and we were all just sort of pestered by the little bit of rain. goes back to what I always say when it comes to people served in the military. I ain't been nowhere and I ain't done nothing. Uh, I mentioned Central Florida a minute ago. Jim Cramer was really giving a storm to Bob Chapek, who studied at Michigan State University. He's now the CEO of Disney, and some people call him Bob Paycheck because he makes an awful lot of money. Disney's been losing an awful lot of money in stock value, and Jim Cramer went after him yesterday on CNBC's Mad Money. That's pretty cut and dry. You're firing Bob Chapek? Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. 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 Because I, I felt that he had a couple of years. Uh, the team's going downhill. I mean, that was incredible. Last night was really, the team has been going downhill. I had faith. See, I had faith in Frank Reich and the Colts, and I still do with, with Frank because he had a winning record. But there is just a doubt, no doubt that he, that he has to go. I mean, that was just unconscionable. And the quarter itself, the way he handled it, I mean, he made it sound like it was just a four-star quarter. I, I, he, delusional. And I believed, and I was wrong. I was wrong. Yeah, imagine that. He's the coach of your football team, and it's going badly. Bob Chapek, Jim Cramer giving him the needle. In Florida, now divers uh, searching for a World War II aircraft on the East Coast found an American tragic artifact, a piece of the space shuttle Challenger that exploded on television. Good God, that was 37 years ago. They found a large human-made object with eight square-inch tiles, and they said, we better call NASA. And they were part of a History Channel uh, documentary. And um, it was a reminder that the 37 Challenger astronauts lost their lives, and so they are being saluted on this day also. MP, you remember it exploded after launch on that cold January day when the O-ring was uh, too cold to contain the gases that were going through the solid rocket boosters. Um, the market yesterday closed much higher, and uh, there was word that inflation might be cooling off. The Dow grew by 1,200 points, S&P up 207, and the NASDAQ up 760. Mortgage rates dropped more than half a percent after that report that inflation might be slowing down, so the national average for a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage dropped 60 basis points to 6.62. And so mortgage interest rate is still double than it was at the start of the year, but it might be a good time for you to call Hall Financial at 866-CALL-HALL or callhallfirst.com because you might be in the driver's seat now that there's lots of home inventory and you can get uh, the, the home that you're dreaming of and then refinance later at a lower rate. 25% increase in housing inventory. So call Hall Financial, get your five-star certified pre-approval, and then you're ready to find the home you want. 5,000 five-star reviews, more than that, in fact, so they're with you every step of the way. 866-CALL-HALL or callhallfirst.com if you want to buy a home, refinance your current home, or even maybe get a line of credit on the equity that you have in your Home. A Texas judge has blocked the president's student loan forgiveness program, much to the chagrin of Tony Cuthbert. I don't know if that's all over now, if there might be some way to 
get after it again. And holiday flight bookings for Thanksgiving are down because prices are up. And Clayton Kershaw will return to the Los Angeles Dodgers for the 16th season with a one-year deal. And it's about the same value as the one-year deal he had before, 17 million big ones. He was 12-3 and this year with 22 starts. And Saugatuck, Clearbrook Golf Course, is now owned by the Minnesota Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins and his wife, Julie. They didn't want to see it turn into a residential development, and they're going to take care of it. And uh, so, sort of fun, and they're really committed to the community. MPS on a Firekeeper's Casino Friday, Veterans Day, through the AT&T microphones on the radio stage. We can't see tomorrow, but we can hear it. Tomorrow sounds like hydrogen being added to natural gas to make it more sustainable. It sounds like solar panels generating thousands of megawatts. And it sounds like carbon being captured and stored, keeping it out of our atmosphere. We've been bridging to a sustainable energy future for more than 20 years. Because what we do today helps ensure tomorrow is on. Enbridge. Life takes energy. Traverse City is more than a place, it's a destination. And for many, it's a dream, but a dream that's reachable and ready every single day. Just a car ride away. Traverse City is diverse, though, from beaches to boating to bluffs to wine and food, shopping and snowmobiling, gaming and golf. The possibilities are countless. So become a regular in Traverse City where you'll feel away and at home because its people are its charm. Visit TraverseCity.com to learn more on our Fab Fall Getaways. Grab some green at Firekeepers this November. Win a share of over $200,000 with the Cash Grab Giveaway on Saturday, November 26th. You could be one of 25 guaranteed winners to pick a big prize, including up to $30,000 cash. Earn entries daily and join us on November 26th. Every two hours from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m., five winners will each get to select from the punch board to win up to $10,000 cash. Then at 10 p.m., it's the grand prize drawing, where five lucky players will each choose a huge cash prize from $12,500 all the way up to $30,000 cash. Don't miss your chance to win a share of over $200,000 with the Cash Grab Giveaway on Saturday, November 26th. The best giveaways, the biggest guaranteed prizes, only at Firekeepers. Get your Vegas on at Firekeepers Casino Hotel. I-94 to exit 104 in Battle Creek. Management reserves all rights. Ozzy Osbourne says he doesn't want a famous actor to play him in his upcoming biopic. In an interview with Consequence, he adds he prefers to have someone relatively unknown. But Flake will focus on his relationship with his wife and longtime manager Sharon Osbourne. An Oscar-winning screenwriter is being ordered to pay over $7 million to a woman he allegedly raped back in 2013. Paul Haggis won Oscars for writing the film's crash and million-dollar baby and also co-wrote two James Bond movies. On Thursday, a New York jury found him liable for raping a film publicist in his Manhattan apartment and ordered him to pay her at least $7.5 million in compensatory damages. Hey, Jude. 
Julian Lennon says he associates the Beatles' Hey Jude with a dark feeling. Paul McCartney famously wrote the track for five-year-old Julian after his parents, John Lennon and Yoko Ono, split. During an interview with iHeartRadio's Emily Curl, Julian explained the song is a dark reminder of his dad leaving him and his mom to fend for themselves. He added, a lot of people don't realize how tough the situation was. Nevertheless, he's thankful for Paul's support. That's Entertainment, Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio. Michael Patrick Shields is your direct connection to the nation's capital. I'm Debbie Dingle, Congresswoman from the 12th District of Michigan. And I'm Congressman Fred Upton, and you are listening to Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Politics is our family business, and media stat virtus, the truth is in the middle. There's a little Latin and some politics for you, and uh, the Archbishop of Detroit, Alan Vigneron, uh, told biblical Catholics, that uh, you're going to have to pray now to make reparations for the great sin of abortion in our midst because of the passing of Proposal 3. He says it's a grave assault on the dignity and sanctity of the unborn. Uh, That proposal, one, 56% to 43% Proposal 3, legalizing abortion and other forms of self-mutilation, I guess some people would call it, in Michigan. Meanwhile, Donald Trump, the big baby of all time now, I think he sees the writing on the wall and I think he's afraid because now he's lashing out at Fox News and he's lashing out at Sean Hannity and he's lashing out at his own wife and he's lashing out at Florida Governor Ron DeSanctimonious is what he calls him. Ron DeSantis, who had a big win in his reelection. A lot of people say they'd like Ron DeSantis to be the standard bearer for the Republican Party and run for president. And that uh, Trump's time is done because the candidates that he was backing in the midterm elections, well, largely lost, including Dr. Oz. And so he blames Melania because Melania liked watching Dr. Oz on TV. And he said, why did you make me go support him? He's a loser. That kind of thing. And so now he's trying to say that he made Ron DeSantis, that Ron DeSantis was on the skids, and Donald Trump gave him the air that made him popular, and that everything that he did in Florida was just kind of a ruse. And um, there you have it. So when he starts to lash out like this because he sees what's going on around him, it just makes him unfit for this kind of position, doesn't it? And now James Carville says that uh, Governor Whitmer would be a very serious presidential candidate in 2024 if Joe Biden doesn't run, and maybe even if he does, I don't know. Here's what he told Joy Reid on MSNBC. First of all, for 2024, 2028, she's already in the talk of, you know, of being a very serious presidential candidate if she runs. So I I think people really understand what she's done and how tough she is. And that whole bunch of Michigan Democrats, my friend Senator Mallory McMurrow, uh, a bunch of these people, you know, really worked hard and did a good job. And uh, Governor Whitmer with me back in May or early June, I guess it was, on Mackinac Island at the policy conference had this to say about the prospect of her running for higher office. My name's mentioned for a lot of things that have nothing to do with what's in my heart and what's in my um, future. So, you know, that's fine. I don't 
pay attention to any of that noise. I got a job to do, staying 100% focused on governing our state through incredibly challenging circumstances. We got a lot of st- good stuff going on. We got a lot more work to do. So that's not a yes and that's not a no. Now, Joe Biden, who says he's going to make an announcement on whether he's running again in January, yesterday was taking questions at a press conference. And I think he sort of lifted the curtain to see behind it a little bit. Now, I've been given a list of 10 people that I'm supposed to call on. And you're all supposed to ask me one question, but I'm sure you'll ask me more. And uh, so let me start off with a list I've been given. Um, uh, Zeke Miller, Associated Press. And then I sort of thought that press conferences were a little less structured. And I begin to wonder if the people had to submit their questions ahead of time in order to make the list. Michigan Republican Party blaming Tudor Dixon for the Democrats winning the majority in the House and the Senate. She fired back on Twitter saying that Ron Weiser and Mishan Maddock all refused to take ownership for their own failures. Victory for State Representative Joe Tate, the former NFL player. He will be Michigan Speaker of the House. He's a veteran, too, from the Detroit area. And it'll be very interesting. And Ken Dalifor is on our AT&T line right now, another NFL player who became very successful in the business world. He played for the Lions and the Steelers and the Chargers. Welcome back to the program, sir. Did you ever think about politics yourself? <laughs> I knew this was coming, look that Well, <laughs> thank you for having me on. Uh, the answer is no. Uh, I uh, respect and appreciate those that do serve and uh, those roles and uh, appreciate the uh, difficulty in which uh, – to do their job effectively. So the answer is no. But um, one play at a time, Michael Patrick, I, 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 that's, uh, isn't that you, you get the cliches and so on? But um, Sure do. Yeah, you do yeah. have lots of friends who you played with in the NFL who try different things in business, and historically NFL players have a rough time, and they very often end up bankrupt when they do these kinds of things. But Kirk Cousins has decided to buy Saugatuck's Clearbrook Golf Course. And uh, they bought it from the longtime owners in Saugatuck. As you know, they live on the beach out there, and they didn't want that golf club to turn into a residential community. They loved it, and they might tweak it a little bit, but uh, they've gone into the golf course business. Hey, oh, and, and, and why not? Uh, if it's a good investment and it's good for the community and all the things that they're attempting to do there, that's good. Um, many successful many successful business ventures uh, and uh, p- former players uh, have a lot of success, but uh, we typically don't hear about the successful ones. We we focus on those that have uh, not done so well. Well, we wish him luck, of course, and maybe you get out there and play around one of these days. He'll want a place to retire, and he'll want to play on that course. It's not too far from Chicago, uh, either way, from Saugatuck, and the Bears and Lions are going to put it together this weekend. What do you make of that matchup? Well, I, I think it's interesting. They're, they're two teams that uh, would be described as uh, rebuilds, um, but uh, I, I think the Lions have a good opportunity to go in there and make two in the two in a row and get Dan Campbell his first road victory. So um, I'm hoping that maybe. Uh, uh, and and you look at the Bears' offense; uh, they're having some success. So should be an interesting game to watch and let's see if they can build on what they did last week um, here at home with their victory over the Packers. Neither team has a winning record, uh, but we'll see what happens after this week. And when you played in the USFL, did you ever play against Herschel Walker? Uh, we, we did. And uh, he had an interesting career through the USFL and his affiliation with uh, Donald Trump, the team owner of the New Jersey Generals. So, 
that that relationship obviously has continued on. But um, yeah, he and then also when he was at uh, Minnesota and Dallas. So another NFL player trying to make it in politics. Ken Dolfer says, "Nope, I'll stick right where I am in business." Thank you, sir. Enjoy the game this weekend, and maybe we'll get a chance to play golf at Kirk Cousins Golf Course. A new survey shows a large percent of young Americans are struggling with mental health issues. Michael Kastner reports. The survey by Harmony Healthcare IT found 42% of Generation Z adults started dealing with mental health conditions soon after the pandemic started in 2020. It found many were diagnosed with anxiety, depression, and other disorders during the lockdowns. And nearly 90% believe their generation is not set up for success. A California company has developed what it calls the world's first fall detection and assistance system using artificial intelligence. Fall Detect by San Jose-based firm CamiVision is designed to help up to 54 million U.S. seniors age and place in their own homes. The system helps detect and prevent senior falls by using Vision AI, private verification of incidents, two-way audio, and more. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Terrence Tysall, you're one of only two people in history to have dived on the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. What was it like? I close my eyes and I remember it. You know, you've got a glove on your hand and this blue Kevlar cable sliding through your hand. You're face-to-face with your buddy and you're just watching the numbers reel off of that depth gauge. It was really, really something, but black. And then suddenly the bottom and part of that white hull just looms out. So it was pretty impressive. In a different part of the Great Lakes, Enbridge has opened the new Straits Maritime Safety Operations Center in St. Ignace. That's 24-hour surveillance of their Line 5 oil and natural gas pipelines. They're on the floor of the Straits, and they have been for 60 years. They were built by the same company that built the Mackinac Bridge. And Enbridge continues its effort to build an underground tunnel that would be more than 100 feet below in the bedrock connecting the Upper Peninsula to the Lower Peninsula. The center will operate for about two years until the tunnel is approved. And we touch base very often with Ryan Duffy from Enbridge Energy to bring us up to date on what's happening in this major infrastructure project for Michigan that will keep the propane coming through the winter for those in the UP. And home heating costs, Ryan Duffy predicted to be way up this winter. And line five there is key to the propane supply. Home heating costs are already up, and they're predicted to go higher here. So the U.S. Energy Information Administration put out its outlook a few days ago, and the predictions are uh, consumers could be paying anywhere from, uh, you know, a wide range, but from 5% to 28% more for heat, depending on where you live in the country. I saw another prediction for around 17% more. Uh, and with everything happening in the world, what, what's factoring into those costs is that there's the possibility of shortages and supply disruptions. And so no one wants issues around supply when you're talking about home heating. You, you just can't have that. Uh, and here in Michigan, Line 5 remains a reliable source of energy uh, because it does supply more than half the propane Michigan uses, 65% of the propane used in the Upper Peninsula, and that's propane for home heat. Uh, So Line 5 has been reliable for decades. It's reliable where trucks or trains can't always deliver in certain winter weather like a pipeline can. And the tunnel project factors in because that's going to make sure that Line 5 can continue to uh, reliably deliver energy for, for decades to come. 
Ryan Duffy, Enbridge Energy, Michael Patrick Shields, Firekeepers Casino Friday, and Veterans Day. Herschel Walker is a runoff race to be a senator in Georgia. He's the Republican. NBC News Radio, I'm Brian Shook. President Biden is taking a victory lap after Democrats performed better than expected in this week's midterm elections. We lost fewer seats in the House of Representatives than any Democratic president's first elected midterm. At least 40 years. We had the best midterms for governors since 1986. While speaking at a DNC event, Biden and Vice President Harris thanked staffers and volunteers as the full results of the midterms continue to unfold. Biden called Tuesday night a good day for democracy and a strong night for Democrats. Meantime, Virginia's lieutenant governor is among a number of Republicans advising the party to move on from former President Donald Trump. In an interview on Fox Business Network, Winsome Sears said the midterm sent a message that the Republican Party needs a new leader. An Oscar-winning director is being found liable for rape. Paul Higgins, director of Crash and Million Dollar Baby, was found liable of raping a publicist back in 2013 in his Soho apartment after a film premiere. Federal Reserve officials say the latest inflation report is a welcome relief, but there's still a long way to go. The latest consumer price index data revealed inflation cooled more than expected in October. San Francisco Fed President Mary Daly noted inflation running at an annual rate of 7.7 percent is too high and well away from the central bank's 2 percent goal. Officials said the report doesn't mean it's time to start easing up on the Fed's rate hiking campaign, although rate increases could come at a slower pace. I'm Lisa Taylor. Elon Musk has plans to make Twitter a place where people can shop for goods and be offered money market accounts. Twitter's new owner floated the idea during an audio broadcast intended for major advertisers that have left or have considered steering clear of the platform since Musk took over. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. AMC Theaters is announcing a partnership with Zoom to bring Zoom rooms to its theaters. Ryan Shook has the details. The purpose is to let decentralized workforces and customer bases bring people from different markets together at the same time for virtual and in-person events. Zoom rooms at AMC customers will be able to book online and can then select their preferred theaters and meeting times. Additional services include food and beverage offerings, possible movie viewings, and concierge-style handling of meeting needs. Zoom rooms at AMC will debut sometime next year. And two more top Twitter executives have resigned. On Thursday, two executives working in the security and privacy division of Twitter quit after Elon Musk's first company meeting. The news came just hours after Twitter's chief information security officer also quit. Since Elon Musk took over the company, the social media giant has lost well over 3,000 employees due to mass layoffs and resignations. Tech Report, Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Talks about a new world in the morning, new world in the morning, so they say. I myself don't talk about a new world in the morning, 
world in the morning that's today And I can feel a new tomorrow coming on And I don't know why I have to make a song Everybody talks about a new world in the morning New world in the morning takes so long The new world means a new legislature, at least new control of the legislature. It's Michael Patrick Shields. Radio stations across the state of Michigan worldwide at MIBigShow.com. And uh, everybody's sort of sorting out what's happening now after the election. Joe Tate, who we've talked to a number of times, a veteran, and uh, played college football, played NFL football, and has been in the House of Representatives, is now going to lead the House of Representatives. He's going to be Speaker of the House for the Democrats. Uh, So says an election yesterday. The first black lawmaker, by the way, to serve in that leadership role. Congratulations, Speaker Tate. How do you like uh, that title? (laughs) Oh, thanks. Thanks, Michael. I I really appreciate it. Um, I'm really excited to get started. Uh, Understand, uh, you know, that this is a historic, but also understand that there's going to be a great responsibility. So I'm really excited to to work with uh, my colleagues in the House to get things done. When you say colleagues, do you mean Democrats and Republicans or just Democrats? Uh, both. Both. You know, we have uh, 110 members uh, in the House. Um, we are excited. Um, and I am excited as a Democrat to have majority. Uh, but, you know, we want to be able to, to work with the other side of the aisle in a bipartisan fashion uh, and uh, in what we do. Was it a big surprise that Democrats took control of the House and then elected you Speaker? I don't. I don't think so. I, I think you know our message during the the um, during the campaign um, resonated well with uh, Michigan voters, and when we were out uh, talking to uh, residents of Michigan, we we felt good that we would be in this, in this position. Um, so I don't think it was uh, a surprise to us. Um, but I know now that the campaign's over, you know, we're going to have to get started to uh, governing and uh, getting work done. Which part of the message resonated uh, beyond abortion, let's say? Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, making sure that, um, you know, as we move forward, we can we can get things done. Um, we know that uh, Governor Whitmer's been uh, in office since uh, 2018. She's coming back for uh, a second election. We've seen uh, the work that we've been doing on, um, you know, improving uh, infrastructure, uh, job creation. Um, we know we have a lot more work to do, but we felt, you know, those uh, issues as well as pocketbook issues for, for Michigan families that um, – they trusted, you know, the direction that we wanted to go. So I think you're going to see that as we continue looking at those those uh, issues and really being able to focus and improve uh, on, on the basics. Have you spoken to the governor since your election as speaker? And if so, what did you talk about? Uh, we haven't. We've, I've talked to her uh, after the election. Um but I know that uh, we we will be having uh, conversations, and but I haven't spoken to her yet. We kind of got done later in the day, 
uh, with elections uh, last night. What will you want to say to her? I will uh, want to say, you know, looking forward to uh, to working with you. And um, I know uh, she knows that. And um, just saying, we're excited to get started. I know it's going to be, I think, for both of us, uh, as, as well as uh, the majority of leader-elect, uh, when he brings, you know, let's, let's get to work. Um, you know, that um, we have a lot of work in front of us, and uh, let's get started. How soon, Speaker Tate, till you reach out to your quadrant colleagues, the leadership uh, on the other side of the aisle? We've had conversations. Uh, I, I've uh, uh, already we've already begun to reach out to one another. So we've and we've been in constant contact uh, as oh. as well too. So um, we'll continue that. Um, you know, this is my fourth year in the legislature, so. You know, having those relationships on the other side of the aisle, um, you know, is important, and and I and I do have them, and so we'll be uh, certainly in in constant contact. Will the ballot proposal passing that uh, extends the, or changes the way you're able to serve in the state legislature affect your plans going forward? Uh, uh, no, you know, I, I think uh, the. The job that my constituents sent me uh, to do—that's that's going to be my focus, um, and we're going to take, you know, making sure that we are preparing uh, to begin and and uh, hit the ground running next year. Uh, but that right now, that's that's my focus. I mean, that was my focus before the ballot initiative, and we'll see what happens after. But um, you know, being in this role uh, is exciting. But I know too that. Um, you know, keeping, you know, my nose and the house's nose on the grindstone to get work done is uh, the priority. I have fuzzy math, but uh, this means if, under the old rules, this would be your last term in the house, correct? Yes. Yes, it would be. But now it doesn't have to be, true? It doesn't have to be, no. Okay. When you played football at Michigan State or uh, in the NFL, were you ever the team captain? I was. I was at, at Michigan State uh, back in the, the dark ages uh, in 2003. <laughs> I was, uh, I was, uh, um, I was uh, on the service captain um, Michigan State uh, Do you feel like the team captain again now being Speaker of the House? It, it's, it has its similarities <laughs> uh, with, you know, with both, you know, working together with uh, – you know, as a team to get things done. Uh, so it's very similar uh, in, in that fashion. Um, so I'll look to uh, lean on those experiences that I had as a, as a, um, as a young man and um, also my time uh, in the military as well, too, just drawing on those experiences just to help us and uh, work together to get things done. What was your top rank in the military? Uh, after I got, I reached captain, I reached captain. I was in the military from, uh, 2009 to 2013. By the way, thank you for ringing in on veterans day. We'll be speaking to lots of veterans today. And it's an honor to speak to you, Matt Sweeney, who's the spokesperson for Senate majority leader Shirky in MERS news said that he thinks lame duck is going to be like his high school dating life, extremely uneventful. 
Do you agree with that? No, let no disco duck this year. <laughs> I, I think it will be. Uh, I think it will definitely be slower <laughs> uh, okay. this this time around. Um, Joe Tate is full speed ahead. He is the new Speaker of the House in Michigan, the Democrat from the Detroit area. Winnie Brinks, by the way, is the state senator in Grand Rapids, first female Senate Majority Leader. Have you ever considered being a school bus driver or attending on a bus to help students? Now is the perfect time. Dean Transportation has immediate openings and offers paid training to obtain a commercial driver's license. With increased pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling, and a sign-on bonus, Dean Transportation may be the career choice for you. No experience needed. Apply now at deanjobs.com and start your paid training. Head to deanjobs.com. Fly Lansing nonstop to Orlando on Avello Airlines and enjoy Florida sunshine in no time. Fly from Lansing's Capital Region International Airport and enjoy affordable parking, hassle-free check-in, and short security lines. Starting October 26th, say hello to Avello. With nonstop flights from Lansing to Orlando International Airport. Book your trip today at AveloAir.com. That's A V E L O Air.com. And fly Lansing. You already know that Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has the largest network of top doctors and hospitals in Michigan. But what you may not know is Blue Cross is making it easier than ever for you to see those top doctors, however, whenever, and wherever you need to see them. And that means you can get the care you need on your terms through office visits, telehealth, a 24-hour nurse line, mental health support, urgent care, and more. Giving you the confidence in knowing that you and your family are covered no matter what. No wonder Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is the name more people across the state have trusted for the past 83 years to help them live healthier lives. So whether it's a cough, a fever, a broken arm, or a broken spirit, Blue Cross is here for you anytime, anywhere, with access to support for both your physical and mental health, even from the privacy of your own home. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Learn more at hereforitall.com. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Senate Republican candidate Herschel Walker is vowing to defeat Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock in a Georgia runoff election. The former NFL star held a rally in Canton, Georgia on Thursday and said the campaign was in overtime and he was built for this. The runoff is scheduled for December the 6th. Retiring Pennsylvania Senator Pat Toomey is blaming Donald Trump for Republicans' midterm losses. Brian Shook has more. Toomey said the former president created political problems for the Pennsylvania Republican candidate, Dr. Oz, who lost to his opponent, John Fetterman, earlier this week. Republicans expected a red wave to form, but that didn't end up happening at the polls. I'm Brian Shook. And Ukraine is getting new air defense systems as part of its weapons package from the U.S. On Thursday, the Pentagon announced that four Avenge air defense systems will be sent in the package. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. It's Friday. Hey, Firekeepers Casino Friday and a Veterans Day with Michael Patrick Shields. And uh, maybe you're able to knock off soon for the weekend. 
My work uh, is varied. Of course, I host this syndicated radio program, Michigan's Big Show, on 13 radio stations across the state of Michigan, worldwide at mibigshow.com, streaming audio and podcasting. Travel writer also, you can read my work every other Sunday in the Lansing State Journal or at lsj.com as we talk about travel experiences and so forth, and at goworldtravel.com and traveltatler.org, and also an author. And my work kind of all day and it's expanded even a little bit more i'm bringing in mike nichols right now to talk about it the co-founder with his wife wendy of the nichols law firm in east lansing welcome to the program good morning happy veterans day thank you were you at the carrier game in 2011 michigan state in san diego no sir i was not at the carrier game but i'd, I'd love to do one sometime you know they're doing i it know again my, today. My, my friend andrew aboot is there yeah, we're going to talk with him on Monday and get a little bit about the experience, but it seems like only yesterday we were all out there for that initial one. And Obama was there, too, at the time, the sitting president. Anyway, I digress, but I know you're a Michigan State fan. So not to offend you, but I got a new bit of work that I wanted to share with you uh, and everybody listening. So I'm, I'm spending a lot of time in Hollywood, as you may know, if you listen to the program closely or you follow me on social media. And last week, I was in the studio audience with Jennifer Hudson at her show. And nice enough, got to meet her again and all that. But uh, somebody said to me, you know, you can make money going into these studio audiences. They'll pay you to sit in some of them. And I said, you're kidding. So I joined this company. And wouldn't you know it, they hired me almost immediately to sit in on, I don't want to say which one, but it's one of those judge shows on television and I don't know if you ever watch those things or how realistic they are, but the other day I went to be in the gallery of this judge show, and we shot about, I don't know, five or six of them, and it was quite interesting because the people who were in the studio audience with me were not fans. They were actors who were being paid to be there and watch these cases, and you had to wear certain types of clothes, and you had to... Uh, follow the instructions, and, you know, they really position you so that it looks good on TV. But in the backstage area near the craft services and all that stuff, and this was in, at a studio in Culver City, they said to me, would you be interested in being a litigant? And I said, what, what, huh? They said, yeah, would you like to be a litigant? And I did not know, Mike Nichols, that... These programs, those people that you see in front of the judges pitching their case, they're actors. <laughs> I didn't know that. Did you know that? Uh, I've seen Larry David on uh, the Judge Judy show. <laughs> <laughs> One so of my favorite Curb Your Enthusiasm episodes. <laughs> so I said yes, and uh, they're going to... Uh, uh, Next week, I'm going to go play one of these litigants, and they'll give me a producer, and they'll set the whole story up, and they'll say, here's your name, here's what you do, here's what you're upset about, here's why. And I watched how it all happened because I was there to see them. I'm glad I got to see them. But next week, I'm going to be a litigant and have to completely ad-lib in front of this celebrity judge on television, and I hope you don't take offense. <laughs> I'm not trying to demean your... Uh, your life's work, but it's it's a bit of a show. No, I, I think that's a good look for you. <laughs> if it, I've been practicing. If it pleases the court, you know, and all that stuff, but they don't really want you to talk like that. I think they want you to be colorful and funny and fun. And so I was thinking here in Los I, I Angeles. I think you can do that. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. It's stretching my 
performance a bit, but it's sort of fun. And being just, in California. Repeat, repeat after me. Repeat after me. Let the record reflect I had a good time in the well. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'll try it. The well of the courtroom. The well of the courtroom. The well of the courtroom. Do you think I should right have in a... The judge. I'm in California. Do you think I should have a gummy before I go on that show to calm down a little bit? <laughs> you? De- yes, definitely. You should... <laughs> Just but but just cut it in half though. Five oh. five milligrams is good for you. Okay. Now speaking of that, you had uh, quite a development when it comes to sorting out what you can do after having a gummy and what you can't do. True. People versus Bowden, a published case from the Court of Appeals yesterday. Breaking news: uh, the drug recognition evaluation protocol is not admissible. So in other words, an officer cannot give an opinion in court about whether or not you are impaired by one of seven categories of drugs, including and especially because of the legalization of marijuana, but including THC. It's a, it's a big deal because the state of Michigan has been spending millions of dollars on training officers to become, so to speak, doctors. So what happens next then? Does that mean you cannot be arrested for driving under the influence of THC or cannabis or whatever? No, it, it doesn't mean that. It just means that, you know, police officers are not going to be allowed to come into court and give an opinion that you were impaired by THC based on this 12-step protocol. The officer can give testimony about his or her observations, but can't link it to, I'm an expert. I've been trained as a drug recognition evaluator, and therefore, I say, after doing my 12 steps, blood pressure cuff, eye check, blah, blah, mm. blah, this person is impaired by marijuana. Cannot do that anymore. Hmm. So there's no, is there any way in, in terms of, I don't know, what is it called, toxicology, to tell if someone's had a joint before they drove? Well, they can still put into evidence everything, right? There's no I see. preclusion on that. You know, here's what the blood... Uh, analysis show there were you know six nanograms of THC in the person's blood and here's what I observed about their driving and here's what I observed after I got them out it's kind of like the old-fashioned way that we used to prosecute um, drunk drivers by alcohol alleged drunk drivers um, it's, it's just you can't say I'm an expert it's a big deal Thank you very much for sharing that Mike Nichols co-founder of the Nichols law firm in East Lansing And uh, I'll let you know when my IMDB page goes up. (laughs) It'll be soon. It's Michael Patrick Shields. Court is now out of session. Starting route to top 10 state status. Proceed to the plan. The road to top 10 plan from business leaders from Michigan charts a course for Michigan's growth with key landmarks along the way. Turn right to compete for good jobs. Like bringing quality jobs to Michigan, investing in education and job training, rebuilding our infrastructure, and more. And if we follow the plan, you have reached your destination. Top 10 state status. Read the full plan at Michigan's Road to Top 10.com.
Get your Thanksgiving meal for less at Meyer with Meyer Grade A frozen turkey for 55 cents per pound, limit two. And shop our everyday low prices across the store on items like King's Hawaiian Rolls, Meyer Frozen Steamable Sweet Corn, and Meyer Cream of Mushroom Soup. And get the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Plus, get free delivery with your $25 purchase of Meyer, True Goodness, Fredericks by Meyer, or Purple Cow Food Products. Get your Thanksgiving meal for less at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Let's start with football. Deontay Foreman rushed for 130 yards and a touchdown to help the Panthers beat the Falcons in Charlotte. The Washington, D.C. Attorney General announced his office is suing the commanders, owner Dan Schneider, the NFL, and Commissioner Roger Goodell for allegedly colluding to cover up a toxic workplace. Raiders linebacker Blake Martinez, at 28 years old, announced he's hanging up his cleats for good. LeBron James avoided a serious groin injury in their loss to the Clippers, he's day-to-day, will not play tonight against the Kings. On the ice, the Blues finally put an end to their franchise record eight-game losing streak after beating the Sharks. Golden Knights now riding a nine-game win streak. They scored seven goals to beat the Sabres. The United States women's national soccer team fell to Germany, now riding their first three-game skid since 1993. That's sports. Ronda Moss, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. I believe that it is conversations like this that we're having. So I'm grateful for this opportunity with your excellent show and its wide reach for us to talk directly to people and let them know. So we hear your voices. Let's say this is enough and let's get this done. Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. As a man who wrote a book with Ben Wright, the late CBS golf analyst, and also speaks very frequently with Jim Nance, who is the lead voice for CBS Golf, it's Roger Maltby and Gary Koch who will no longer be a part of Golf Channel and NBC broadcasts after many, many, many years. They want to refresh the broadcast team for the future. They're going to honor their careers in December during the PNC Championship. And so, so long to Roger Maltby and Gary, unless they find work elsewhere. They're done. Maltby was a PGA Tour player, and so was Gary Koch. And um, uh, Maltby was an awful lot of fun out there and really good. And we'll see now with the Gary McCord getting the Ziggy and all the rest of them, Peter Costas, it's a different type of broadcast. 83 years, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has kept its commitment to members and everyone in Michigan by building healthier communities and providing access to care in every zip code. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. They always called him Raj, and the PGA Tour players all seemed to get along with him because he wasn't fawning. He wasn't reverent. He was just Raj. Roger Maltby. And he represented Michelob, as I recall, for a long time, too. And I'm pretty sure, from everything that I heard, he really liked his beer. And I think he's very famous for being on tour, Tony Cuthbert. He won a tournament and celebrated with the check in his back pocket at the bar and lost the winning check. Oh, no. Of his PGA Tour. 
He liked his cups. What can I tell you? I thought they handed out those big game show checks at the end of a golf tournament. <laughs> Apparently, I'm wrong on that one. Uh, good for him, though. That's a heck of a story if it is indeed true. And if it's not, we're going to pretend it is. Now, the NFL, it's all football all the time, right? Last night, Thursday night football, quickly, it was Carolina over Atlanta, 25-15. The Lions there taking on the Bears. We know about that. Chicago is favored by three. It's Michigan at the big house tomorrow. They bring in Nebraska, and the betting line on this one is crazy. The Wolverines favored by 31 over Nebraska. Michigan State hosts Rutgers. Spartans favored by 9.5. And that one, of course, the big game tonight. Michigan State takes on Gonzaga in San Diego. It is the Armed Forces Classic. 6.30 on the television if you want to watch that one. Michigan, they take on Eastern Michigan at Little Caesars Arena. And that's brought to you by Dean Transportation. Veterans Day, Friday, Firekeepers Casino Friday, Michael Patrick Shields. See you all weekend long at mibigshow.com and our app through Spreaker. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The Senate Republican candidate Herschel Walker is vowing to defeat Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock in a Georgia runoff election. The former NFL star held a rally in Canton, Georgia on Thursday and said the campaign was in overtime and he was built for this. The runoff is scheduled for December the 6th. Retiring Pennsylvania Senator Pat Toomey is blaming Donald Trump for Republicans' midterm losses. Brian Shook has more. Toomey said the former president created political problems for the Pennsylvania Republican candidate, Dr. Oz, who lost to his opponent, John Fetterman, earlier this week. Republicans expected a red wave to form, but that didn't end up happening at the polls. I'm Brian Shook. And Ukraine is getting new air defense systems as part of its weapons package from the U.S. On Thursday, the Pentagon announced that four Avenge air defense systems will be sent in the package. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. This Veterans Day will bring us more rain in the east from what was Hurricane Nicole, but is now Tropical Depression Nicole as it weakens heavy rain and severe thunderstorms, though still possible from that storm in the east today. Expect bands of showers and heavy thunderstorms with localized flooding in sections of the Carolinas and up through the mid-Atlantic. The Storm Prediction Center has the coastal sections of Georgia and the Carolinas today being under a slight threat of severe storms and even possible tornadoes. As Nicole moves northward, watch for thunderstorms moving into parts of Pennsylvania and New York. There'll be some heavy rain in places like Tennessee, Kentucky, and Ohio today as well. Now, the northern plains will see the strong storm bringing snow coming to an end today. Still, however, watch for blowing and drifting snow and blizzard conditions, especially in North Dakota and Minnesota. That's your national weather forecast. To Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. Voters in western states are being urged to remain patient as vote counting and key races continue. As of Thursday evening, around 540,000 votes still hadn't been counted in Arizona and 95,000 were uncounted in Nevada. Both states are waiting to learn who will win Senate races that could decide control of that chamber. In the race for governor in Arizona, Democrat Katie Hobbs increased her lead over Republican Kerry Lake to around 27,000 votes following the release of roughly 80,000 more Thursday night.
night. Lake remained confident, speaking to Fox News. Our followers have been so passionate and they're waiting on pins and needles. I want them to know tonight I'm 100% confident we win this. Officials say the holdup is partly due to the increase in mail-in voting and record turnout at the ballot box on Election Day. At least two people are dead as a result of damage brought by Nicole in Florida. More from Mark Mayfield. Local authorities say the victims were electrocuted by a downed power line. The storm that made landfall as a Category 1 hurricane on Thursday has since weakened to a tropical depression. It knocked out power to thousands of people and pushed buildings near collapse. Heavy rain is still hitting portions of the southeastern U.S. Nicole is also the first hurricane to hit the U.S. in November in nearly 40 years. I'm Mark Mayfield. Rainfall ranging from 2 to 4 inches is forecast from central and eastern Georgia to the western and central parts of the Carolinas, eastern Tennessee, southwestern Virginia, and southeastern Kentucky. Some areas could see an inch or two an hour raising the threat of flooding. Forecasters say the greatest flood threat is in the Appalachians, where up to 8 inches of rain could fall. Almost 15,000 protesters in Iran are facing a potential death penalty, but protests aren't slowing down. Iran's parliament overwhelmingly voted in favor of the death penalty for protesters earlier this week. They're protesting after a 22-year-old woman was allegedly beaten to death by Iran's so-called morality police. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Just how much higher will interest rates have to go? The Federal Reserve's benchmark is now up to 4%. Most Wall Street pros still think 5 to 5.25% will be enough to control inflation, but a growing number tell the Wall Street Journal they're betting on 6%, a 22-year high, with inflation staying high through next year. Food prices are soaring worldwide. In the U.S., they're up 13% overall in the last year and 15% in the U.K., an all-time high there. And market research firm Kantar predicts even higher prices ahead. More from reporter Julia Chapman. The average U.K. consumer paid $785 more for their groceries in October. Some of the fastest rising prices were for milk, margarine and dog food. Kantar says 27% of households are reporting financial difficulties, double the proportion it recorded in November last year. There was also a 10.3% jump in the sales of non-branded foods. Julia Chapman, London. Mortgage rates are up again, mortgage applications down again overall, dragged down by refis. The Mortgage Bankers Association's average for a 30-year fixed conforming loan is at 7.14% this week, up from 7.06 last. Applications to refinance fell another 4%, and they're 87% lower than last year. Purchase apps are 41% lower than the cheap rate days of last year. Layoffs in the real estate business, Redfin pink slipped 13% of its workers this week and closed down its money-losing home flipping unit. Last week, the biggest home flipping company, Open Door Technologies, reported record quarterly losses. And Tuesday's election results were mixed for the cannabis industry. Two more states voted to legalize recreational use, Maryland and Missouri, bringing the total to 21 states. But voters in the Dakotas and Arkansas said no, although those states already do allow medical use. And next week, a bipartisan congressional committee holds a hearing on decriminalizing cannabis at the federal level. Consumer and Business News, Joe McConnell, NBC News Radio. Let's start with football. Deontay Foreman rushed for 130 yards and a touchdown to help the Panthers beat the Falcons in Charlotte. The Washington, D.C. Attorney General announced his office is suing the commanders, owner Dan Snyder, the NFL, and Commissioner Roger Goodell for allegedly colluding to cover up a toxic workplace. Raiders linebacker Blake Martinez, at 28 years old, announced he's hanging up his cleats for good. LeBron James avoided a serious groin injury. In their loss to the Clippers, he's day-to-day, will not play tonight 
against the Kings. On the ice, the Blues finally put an end to their franchise record eight-game losing streak after beating the Sharks. Golden Knights now riding a nine-game win streak. They scored seven goals to beat the Sabres. The United States women's national soccer team fell to Germany, now riding their first three-game skid since 1993. That's sports. Ron Moss, NBC News Radio. This Veterans Day will bring us more rain in the east from what was Hurricane Nicole, but is now Tropical Depression Nicole as it weakens. Heavy rain and severe thunderstorms, though still possible from that storm in the east today. Expect bands of showers and heavy thunderstorms with localized flooding in sections of the Carolinas and up through the mid-Atlantic. The Storm Prediction Center has the coastal sections of Georgia and the Carolinas today being under a slight threat of severe storms and even possible tornadoes. As Nicole moves northward, watch for thunderstorms moving into parts of Pennsylvania and New York. There'll be some heavy rain in places like Tennessee, Kentucky, and Ohio today as well. Now, the northern plains will see the strong storm bringing snow coming to an end today. Still, however, watch for blowing and drifting snow and blizzard conditions, especially in North Dakota and Minnesota. That's your national weather forecast. To Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields, presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. This is meteorologist John McMurray. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. To be impartial is not natural, not human. People will always want you to smile or agree or frown, and the minute you do, you will have declared a position, a point of view, and that is the one thing that you are not entitled to do. The less you do, the less you say, or agree, or smile, or think, or feel, or breathe, or exist, the better. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. Good morning, Michigan. The Crown is back on Netflix. And, of course, you just heard there Queen Elizabeth in one of the previous seasons. But uh, I think uh, it's interesting because if you liked those characters, they have all new actresses and actresses playing those characters. So there's a new Queen Elizabeth and there's a new Prince Philip. And, boy, the lady who plays Princess Diana. Wow, we it's like you're watching the real Princess Diana. Anyway, once again, 10 episodes, and they're quite exquisitely done. Top quality. I had the chance only to watch one of them so far. But you can binge on them all this weekend if you want to, or on a weekday, too. Whatever you wish. It's Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan. The Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He wakens me morning by morning, and this morning we wake up on Veterans Day and a Firekeeper's Casino Friday and the start of your weekend. Uh, we have plenty of things to talk about when it comes to politics. The Eagle screams today, too, for some of us. I've already got that money spent. I don't know about you. Uh, but, of course, you can play the Powerball Lottery, too. If you want to win some more money, you can do that at michiganlottery.com or at your local retailer like Meyer, where you get more of the things you want most, more local produce, more home decor, more free prescriptions, more importantly, you get it all for less 
at Meyer. The Powerball jackpots are Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday at 10.59 p.m., and you can add a double play for a second set of winning numbers. Michigan State is playing on this Veterans Day on an aircraft carrier in San Diego once again. USS Abraham Lincoln, and it's uh, in honor of veterans, of course. So we look forward to seeing that. And if you were lucky enough to be there in 2011 like I was, you know it's quite the spectacle in Southern California. We have a spectacle now, and that is the Republican Party in America sort of either redefining itself or digging deeper into the hole that put them in the hole they are now, particularly in Michigan, where somebody leaked a memo. And the Michigan Republican Party memo blames Tudor Dixon, the candidate for governor for the Democrats winning the House and the Senate for the first time in 40 years. They said that she was unknown, untested, she had no money, no statewide operation, But, of course, the candidates that they put forth couldn't even get the signatures together. They also blame President Trump for endorsing her and Matt DiPerno and Christina Caramo. They all lost. And so Donald Trump now also starting to see the writing on the wall. So he's really taken after Ron DeSantis, who had a smashing reelection victory in Florida. Governor uh, Ron De sanctimonious, he calls him. And then he's mad at Fox News and he's mad at his wife, Melania, and he's upset with Sean Hannity. It's all kind of coming apart, it seems like. Maybe. Tudor Dixon wasn't having it. She wrote back on Twitter that Ron Weiser and Michon Maddock and Paul Cordes, the people who run the Michigan Republican Party, won't take ownership for their own failures. And that's the way it is. Michael Patrick Shields, more on all of that coming up this morning, too, and pleased to be with you. Dr. John Wyckoff is the founder and CEO of the Wyckoff Wellness Center in West Florida, where you had a hurricane that was seemed to be largely limited to East Florida and Central Florida. Did you get any of that action on the Gulf of Mexico, sir? Michael, yes. I was in the belly of the beast yesterday for about 24 hours. It, it was a pretty good storm. It was uh, even over here on the West Coast. We had uh, about 50 mile an hour winds, some torrential rains, and uh, Probably seven to eight foot uh, swells out on the Gulf, pounding the shore. So it was the real deal. We'd heard an awful lot about Daytona Beach and uh, the East Coast. And I guess this, the thing was, the thing was hundreds and hundreds of miles wide. And that's why you got it out west, too? I think so. It was a massive storm from what I could see on radar. It encompassed the entire you know, width of the state for hours. Uh, it, it went through uh, this morning. It's sunny and um when the winds have gone down, and the uh, but the surf is still pounding pretty good. So, um, it, and then it looks like it was tracking um, to the north and towards the uh, southeastern seaboard. So, I'm sure they're in for a interesting day today with some wind and rain. All right. Well, thank you. For, I mean, you thought it's very rare for that to happen in November, from what I understand, a hurricane in Florida like that. I think probably uncommon. Actual hurricane season ends on November 30th or December 1st, but uh, but it happened. But they really did get hit twice here in just a few weeks, so it's been a been a tough year for the Floridians. There's some talk that Kirk Cousins now has bought Clearbrook Golf Course in Saugatuck. I know you spend time there too. You ever run into Kirk Cousins when you're in Saugatuck, and have you also gone out there? to Clearbrook Golf Course, or the restaurant's very popular, too, isn't it? It, it is, and I have been out there, and it's a delightful place. It's very quaint, uh, good food, great service. It's a pretty golf course. So 
I heard the same rumor, and uh, I, I, I hope it's successful for uh, Kirk and his wife. Uh, I understand the current couple is going to keep running the restaurant and the golf course for a while. So, you know, Kirk has a home um, on the lake in Saugatuck and is a big supporter of Saugatuck. So I think it's great, and I wish him nothing but success. What is this respiratory surge, this virus in children now that has uh, U of M's hospital at 100% capacity and Grand Rapids too? It's the RSV, respiratory syncytial virus. It's a seasonal virus. It, it typically does start in the fall and winter. It tends to really affect children much more uh, significantly, especially small children, even newborns or babies, and it can make them quite ill. It's really interesting. If you look back over the last two seasons, the RSV virus did not seem to be much of an issue because of uh, the COVID-19 fervor. And it it has become a huge thing this year. And, and, you know, COVID-19 is a much smaller player. It, It really makes me begin to question the accuracy and the specificity of the testing that we were doing the last two years. I I have a feeling that a lot of the people that were diagnosed with COVID-19, especially children, actually may have had RSV. Hmm. Well, history is eventually going to sort all this out, I suppose. Uh, In the meantime, what, if you have children right now, what should you be on the lookout for and what do you do? Well, it, it, it really comes down to some of the th- same things that we did with COVID-19. Wash your hands. Really strengthen your immune system. Eat healthy, adequate sleep. Even children should be on supplementation. Probiotics, vitamin C, vitamin D, maybe a small amount of zinc. Wyckoff Wellness is an expert in getting all ages on the right supplement. So, all of our, all of your listeners can stop in our store. We'll give you some good advice. We have a lot of products for children, drop forms, chewables, powders, things like that. We're also online at wyckoffwellness.com. And keep yourself healthy. We all appreciate that very much. Dr. John Wyckoff at the Wyckoff Wellness Center in East Lansing. It's on Grand River, a little east of the Meridian Mall. And at wyckoffwellness.com, as you heard him say. Have you ever considered being a school bus driver or attending on a bus to help students? Now is the perfect time. Dean Transportation has immediate openings and offers paid training to obtain a commercial driver's license. With increased pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling, and a sign-on bonus, Dean Transportation may be the career choice for you. No experience needed. Apply now at deanjobs.com and start your paid training. Head to deanjobs.com. Fly Lansing nonstop to Orlando on Avello Airlines and enjoy Florida sunshine in no time. Fly from Lansing's Capital Region International Airport and enjoy affordable parking, hassle-free check-in, and short security lines. Starting October 26th, say hello to Avello with nonstop flights from Lansing to Orlando International Airport. Book your trip today at aveloair.com. That's A-V-E-L-O-Air.com. And fly Lansing. We can't see tomorrow, but we can hear it. Tomorrow sounds like hydrogen being added to natural gas to make it more sustainable. It sounds like solar panels generating thousands of megawatts. And it sounds like carbon being captured and stored, keeping it out of our atmosphere. We've been bridging to a sustainable energy future for more than 20 years. Because what we do today helps ensure tomorrow is on. Enbridge. 
Life takes energy. Beat the summer heat and the winter cold with a new carrier high-efficiency comfort system installed by Doty Mechanical. Doty Mechanical is your preferred carrier factory-authorized dealer, installing and servicing carrier products in mid-Michigan for over 30 years. With carrier cool cash and utility rebates, save money and energy at the same time. Call Doty Mechanical today at 327-7777 for your free estimate. For heating and cooling, the names to know, Doty Mechanical and Carrier, turn to the experts. Ozzy Osbourne says he doesn't want a famous actor to play him in his upcoming biopic. In an interview with Consequence, he adds he prefers to have someone relatively unknown. The flick will focus on his relationship with his wife and longtime manager, Sharon Osbourne. An Oscar-winning screenwriter is being ordered to pay over $7 million to a woman he allegedly raped back in 2013. Paul Haggis won Oscars for writing the film's Crash and Million Dollar Baby and also co-wrote two James Bond movies. On Thursday, a New York jury found him liable for raping a film publicist in his Manhattan apartment and ordered him to pay her at least $7.5 million in compensatory damages. Hey, Jude. Julian Lennon says he associates the Beatles' Hey, Jude with a dark feeling. Paul McCartney famously wrote the track for five-year-old Julian after his parents, John Lennon and Yoko Ono, split. During an interview with iHeartRadio's Emily Curl, Julian explained the song's a dark reminder of his dad leaving him and his mom to fend for themselves. He added, a lot of people don't realize how tough the situation was. Nevertheless, he's thankful for Paul's support. That's entertainment, Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio. Good morning, it's Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan worldwide on Veterans Day. You could get some lake effect snow up to two inches after that warm weather yesterday, particularly in the Grand Rapids area. And in terms of snow, there's some talk now that Gretchen Whitmer might be one of the most leading candidates to succeed Donald Trump for the Democrats if Joe Biden decides not to run again. James Carville went on the Joy Reid show. He's not the only one that's been saying that. And uh, he thinks that Gretchen Whitmer, if she runs, would be a very serious presidential candidate and that there's a lot of talk around it. In May, when I asked uh, the governor at the Detroit Regional Chamber Policy Conference on Mackinac Island, if uh, she'd heard that talk and what she thought about the idea that people were saying she's going to run for president, here's what she said. My name's mentioned for a lot of things yeah. that have nothing to do with what's in my heart and what's in my um, future. So, you know, that's fine. I, I don't pay attention to any of that noise. I got a job to do, I'm staying 100% focused on governing our state through incredibly challenging circumstances. We got a lot of st- good stuff going on, we got a lot more work to do. I guess that's not a yes and it's not a no, but could Gretchen Whitmer be the commander-in-chief? It's Veterans Day. Michael Patrick Shields with you. Michigan State's going to play basketball on the USS Abraham Lincoln in San Diego there near Coronado where the Navy SEALs train. It's the second time they've done it. Last time I was there in 2011, President Barack Obama, the commander-in-chief at the time, was there. Introduce you today to Marty Strong, who uh, was a combat veteran Navy SEAL 
and he trained right there, if I'm not mistaken, where the SEALs train just on Coronado Island. Thank you for being here. Welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks for having me. And, yes, that's that's where we train the, the baby SEALs. <laughs> Why do you call them the baby SEALs? Well, that's that's the, the point of selection. That's where the funnel comes in from, you know, boot camps, high schools, colleges, et cetera. All gets funneled through uh, a lot of different psychological and IQ and physical tests to create a training course. And that training course is called the Basic Underwater Demolition SEAL Training Course, or BUDS. That's that six-month crucible out there in Coronado that starts your starts or ends your career, depending on how it goes. When you were running down the beach or in the surf or whatever, and you could see, I presume, like the Hotel Del Coronado and people having a pina colada on the back deck or cozy in their rooms, did it tick you off? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because you're, you're, you're pretty much exhausted by the second day of you know, six months, and you're just kind of looking at the sand in front of you, and uh, you don't have a whole lot of uh, situational awareness. You're just trying to put one foot in front of the other. and. Oh. And we always thought of the uh, the song. You know, we looked at the Hotel Del Coronado and thought of the Hotel California and saying, Bud's was like, you can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. Oof. How close did you come to checking out? What was the worst of it? Uh, I, I ended up with some, some, they don't let this happen anymore, but I had some really deep uh, tissue, like, uh, what do you call it, infections on, uh, on my legs from these canvas straps that we had up for our life jackets that were rubbing and sawing and you're in the water continuously during hell week and your your skin gets all i guess gets damp gets soft it's easy uh to get those kinds of rips and tears and everything and then you're in the salt water and then you're sand and that's all inside the wound and so for me that was the constant agony of hell week which is the crucible week uh usually week five ish depending on what decade you know they move it around sometimes but yeah, and I actually got in a line to go um, have it looked at, and we were all standing there, and then one of the guys in front of us came shuffling back, because you don't walk very much after the second day of Hell Week. He was shuffling by, and uh, he says, it's a trick, it's a trick. If you go in there, they're, ta- they're taking you out of the class. And so we all kind of collectively just did a left turn out of the line to start shuffling behind this guy, because we, you know, we didn't want to get kicked out of the class. Those are the old days. They, they stopped doing it. By the time I was an instructor, eight years later, I came back to run that first phase, and uh, all that all that had gone away. And there was medical checks constantly, and so. But that was that was my moment. That was do I keep mm. do I stand in line and risk it, or do I just turn around and live with the pain? Were you tougher than the people who uh, instructed you when you became an instructor, or did you have a heart because you had been there? Uh you know. It, when you're when you're a victim of the experience and uh, it's happening to you, you're not thinking about it. it you know, you're not thinking it in bigger context. So you're basically uh, looking around, looking out for yourself, and you have one or two friends you're kind of paying attention to. When you come back as an instructor, it's like you get exposed to the experimental side of this thing. Why why are we doing everything? It's all choreographed. It's all thought through there's tradition and there's purpose behind it there's structure there's like i said you know health health care people everywhere and and a simple run down the beach for four miles is brief like it's a full combat mission it's you got it's just mm-hmm. it, i had no idea when i was a student 
that that was kind of like, you know, I tell people, it's like Disney World, you know, the joke about, you know, people pop up out of um, uh, trap doors, the bushes flip over, and they come out and they pick up a piece of trash and they disappear again. Like, you don't mm-hmm. get to see the, the, the underside of Disney World that's making it all happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's how it is at, at, at the SEAL training course. You come back as an instructor, and all of a sudden you're exposed to all the mechanics surrounding the event, which really gives you a unique perspective. And I guess it does, the eight years probably humbles you and makes you a little bit more, more uh, I guess, grounded as an instructor than you thought you might be when you, when you look back in the first or second year of being a SEAL. I know you're listening, you want more of this, and you can read it in the book, Be Nimble, How the Creative Navy SEAL Mindset Wins on the Battlefield and in business because Marty Strong, a 20-year combat veteran, went in the banking business, and he's got another book coming, and it's coming very soon, called Be Visionary, Strategic Leadership in the Age of Optimization. And we will continue on this Veterans Day, and when you hear his stories, combat veteran, Navy SEAL, author, banking executive, I always say, I ain't never been nowhere and I ain't never done nothing. And we thank you very much for your service. And the orchestra is giving you Hotel California. We'll be back in a flash with Marty Strong. AMC Theaters is announcing a partnership with Zoom to bring Zoom rooms to its theaters. Ryan Shook has the details. The purpose is to let decentralized workforces and customer bases bring people from different markets together at the same time for virtual and in-person events. Zoom rooms at AMC customers will be able to book online and can then select their preferred theaters and meeting times. Additional services include food and beverage offerings, possible movie viewings, and concierge-style handling of meeting needs. Zoom rooms at AMC will debut sometime next year. And two more top Twitter executives have resigned. On Thursday, two executives working in the security and privacy division of Twitter quit after Elon Musk's first company meeting. The news came just hours after Twitter's chief information security officer also quit. Since Elon Musk took over the company, the social media giant has lost well over 3,000 employees due to mass layoffs and resignations. Tech Report, Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Marty Strong is a 20-year combat veteran, Navy SEAL, and he's authored the book Be Visionary, Strategic Leadership in the Age of Optimization. Also, Be Nimble, How the Creative Navy SEAL Mindset Wins on the Battlefield and in Business. After his service to our country, he went into the banking industry. I'm curious to get your opinion, Marty Strong, on the leadership now of Elon Musk. He bought Twitter, then tried to back out. Soon as he eventually took over, there were layoffs. The executives immediately quit. He tried to change the pay structure or create a pay structure where there wasn't one before. Yesterday said bankruptcy is not out of the question. Then he told all of his workers today, you either come back physically or quit. No more remote working. What do you make of all that leadership or lack of leadership, or how do you characterize it? You know, I, I my only way of looking at this is objectively as a, as a business analyst. And if you were looking at Twitter, forget the personalities involved, forget the politics involved. If you're looking at a company like Twitter, whether you're purchasing it or you're getting ready to sell it, you, you go through the numbers. You look at, is it producing revenue? Is the revenue sufficient to float, you know, the, the infrastructure costs? And, and then once you get 
past that, if the answer is yes, just barely, here's what the margin is, then you either have a goal to increase the margin, which means you either have to increase the revenue or decrease the costs, or you're happy with what you see, and then you go into the next level, which is, are we producing something of quality that the market wants, or is that is not happening? And who are our competitors, and are we falling behind, and kind of we're, we're waning, or are we, are we actually growing in popularity? So if I was looking at Twitter, that's how I would look at it. I would look at the decisions that are being made. Uh, Elon Musk is a good businessman, a little bit different than leadership. Uh, he's got a lot of smart people that work for him that are crunching the numbers and, and looking at Twitter. My guess is most of what you're seeing is related to that kind of analytics and to look at you know a company that's probably has more labor than it needs, is not generating the profitability that it should be able to generate, and you have to lower that infrastructure cost, and you have to build some kind of a margin in there, and then slowly start to reinvent and re- um, to increase the uh, the revenue on the top side. So that's a pure business answer. It's a, it, it's a nuts and bolts answer, but if you think about it, it makes some of what he's been doing make a lot more sense rather than believing that he's suddenly crazy, doesn't know anything about how to start or run businesses successfully. Marty Strong has done it. Fascinating. Thank you. Google him. Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. Voters in western states are being urged to remain patient as vote counting and key races continue. As of Thursday evening, around 540,000 votes still haven't been counted in Arizona and 95,000 were uncounted in Nevada. Both states are waiting to learn who will win Senate races that could decide control of that chamber. In the race for governor in Arizona, Democrat Katie Hobbs increased her lead over Republican Kerry Lake to around 27,000 votes following the release of roughly 80,000 more Thursday night. Lake remain confident speaking to Fox News. Our followers have been so passionate and they're waiting on pins and needles. I want them to know tonight I'm 100% confident we win this. Officials say the holdup is partly due to the increase in mail-in voting and record turnout at the ballot box on Election Day. At least two people are dead as a result of damage brought by Nicole in Florida. More from Mark Mayfield. Local authorities say the victims were electrocuted by a downed power line. The storm that made landfall as a Category 1 hurricane on Thursday has since weakened to a tropical depression. It knocked out power to thousands of people and pushed buildings near collapse. Heavy rain is still hitting portions of the southeastern U.S. Nicole is also the first hurricane to hit the U.S. in November in nearly 40 years. I'm Mark Mayfield. Rainfall ranging from 2 to 4 inches is forecast from central and eastern Georgia to the western and central parts of the Carolinas, eastern Tennessee, southwestern Virginia, and southeastern Kentucky. Some areas could see an inch or two an hour raising the threat of flooding. Forecasters say the greatest flood threat is in the Appalachians, where up to 8 inches of rain could fall. Almost 15,000 protesters in Iran are facing a potential death penalty, but protests aren't slowing down. Iran's parliament overwhelmingly voted in favor of the death penalty for protesters earlier this week. They're protesting after a 22-year-old woman was allegedly beaten to death by Iran's so-called morality police. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. 
A new survey shows a large percent of young Americans are struggling with mental health issues. Michael Kastner reports. The survey by Harmony Healthcare IT found 42% of Generation Z adults started dealing with mental health conditions soon after the pandemic started in 2020. It found many were diagnosed with anxiety, depression, and other disorders during the lockdowns. And nearly 90% believe their generation is not set up for success. A California company has developed what it calls the world's first First, fall detection and assistance system using artificial intelligence. Fall Detect by San Jose-based firm CamiVision is designed to help up to 54 million U.S. seniors age and place in their own homes. The system helps detect and prevent senior falls by using Vision AI, private verification of incidents, two-way audio, and more. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. I try very hard on this radio program, and if you're listening by podcast, to not give you the same old stuff that you hear everywhere else. It's Michael Patrick Shields through the AT&T microphones. Dr. Heather Zack is the psychologist from East Lansing and Life Coach who joins us frequently on this program. She's on our AT&T line right this very moment. Thank you for being a part of the broadcast. Oh, you're so welcome. Good morning. Happy Friday. I often say it's the radio stage, but with you, it's the radio couch. And so <laughs> what I try to do that's different is actually have the same kind of session I would have with you uh, privately, but on the radio for everyone to hear. Okay. So that that's the modus operandi I go by here at the risk of, you know, being overly intimate with the listeners okay i got you <laughs> i'm on you're you're on the couch i have you very good thank you we've done that <laughs> all through the pandemic and we're doing it now too so i wanted to just share a little story because sometimes you might say to your clients when they come in or your patients or what's via zoom or whatever say so what's going on is that the kind of open-ended question you would ask i uh, sometimes i do sure so what's going what would, on What's going well, is on? It, is that one of the typical <laughs> ways? But if we've never done it, is that what we would expect? Um, yeah. I mean, you know, how are you? Where are you? What's your focus today? How's your week been? It kind of depends on the person and kind of um, often what I know of their history and what I know of their personality in terms of how they like to engage in the process for that particular mm-hmm. session. But, yes, there's always a nice introduction, right? We want to be able to meet one another and come back together in this present state and be, be together. So, Well, I just I'm want to interested. tell you a little story because um, I wrote a book called Invite Yourself to the Party. And ever since I wrote that book, I've sort of – it's been a <laughs> you know a philosophy that I'm forced to live by because people will ask me about it. And they'll bring it up from time to time. And, and they found it a little bit empowering to say – I'm going to throw myself into the mix every once in a while and give it a shot. Kirk Squires mentioned it earlier this week when he approached Chichi Rodriguez at a golf resort. He was nervous about it, but he said, ah, I'm going to invite myself to the party and go on in. So, oh, What an inspiration Heather, you are. Isn't that something? And, I, you, know, yeah. I, I, you know, do it at your own risk because that's what I do. But, um, you know, some people know I've been spending a lot of time in Hollywood here in Beverly Hills. And I heard that Dan Tana's, which is an old Hollywood restaurant, Johnny Carson loved it, for instance, was an interesting place to drink. So it's down the street from where I'm staying, 
and I decided I'm going to make that my local, as you might say, in Ireland. And I'll go in there and see what's so interesting about it. So, because uh, I can walk there. And uh, oh, that's the first nice. time, yeah, I went, but I it's a little small bar. There are no windows, and there's a restaurant. It's Italian. And uh, when I walked in, the entire bar was full. So I said to the doorman, wow, uh, that bar gets full early, huh? Because it was right after 5 o'clock. And he said, yeah, you got to get here right at 5. And when you get in there at 5, there will already be people sitting there. So what does that tell you? I said, hmm, that tells me there are regulars. And the regulars get there before they even open at 5. So the next day I came back at quarter to 5. And... Uh, <laughs> You're going to have to beat that, Michael. You're going to have to be there by 2.30. And sure enough, I went in and there were four people, or maybe five, around the corner of the bar already seated. And they looked at me like, who the hell are you coming in here? (laughs) I sat down. Maybe they didn't think it, but I felt they were thinking it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And so I stayed calm and I sat there. And eventually the bartender came over and eventually he served me. And I just said to myself at that moment, I said, all right, you don't have to get this done in five minutes. It might take a while. In fact, it might take a bunch of days of visiting over and over. But you can get this done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I listened. I didn't have to say anything. Once in a while, one of them would throw the conversation over my way. And uh, by the end of the night, the bartender, and by the way, when I say end of the night, that was only about three hours later. The bartender gave me a drink and said, I just thought you should have another one because I'd like you to stick around. And it was really sweet. And so the second time I went in there, they knew my name. And the bartender said, by the way, here's my number. You can text me if you want to come in the back door before 5 (laughs) o'clock. And so it's dumb, and it doesn't really mean anything in the scheme of things. But now that's my local, and slowly but surely I'm meeting the most fascinating people who are drinking there or maybe having dinner and so forth but i didn't go in there guns blazing and i also didn't shirk from being cut out of the click you know what i mean and that's an invite yourself to the party philosophy that i had to live out again even at my age and what a what a great story first of all but also what a great example of inviting yourself to the to the party gracefully right you didn't come in like a lion and nor did you come in like a lamb. You, you really were thoughtful and mindful of how you did that. And further, you did it. So that's the grace and the, uh, I'll say, bravery, if you would, to be uh, singlet, trying to engage in the world around you and the environment around you, and how to do it, how to invite yourself to the party when you really haven't been invited. And hmm. there are ways to do it where I think you're going to be more welcomed than other ways. So in vision, had you gone in like a rock star, um, I mean, they might have found you fascinating and a little bit funny, but would you have been given <laughs> the carte blanche to the back door on day two? Perhaps not, right? Like, ooh, that might have been, do we really trust this fellow? But, but how? what a great story. And how was it for you? I guess if I'm sitting across the couch from you, how did that feel on day two to get the number and the opportunity to come in to the back door? Oh, it was really flattering, and, and I yeah. know it's it, it, just a little thing, but the other thing it's I not. have to stop myself, as a person who asks questions for a living, it's very easy for me to default to that. But I also yeah. have to remember, 
don't do that too much because then they wonder, you know, what's he in here asking all these questions? We've been here since the 1990s coming in the back door. We don't need anybody talking like that. In fact, one guy was a UCLA professor, and he mentioned that he was. Uh, and then I followed up with a question on that, and he says, oh, I don't talk business when I come in here. He says, I don't talk about work. I'm low-key. And I said, oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, no problem. Uh, it's um, a place where everyone l- lets go, right, sounds yeah, like. A little hideout. I had another moment, too. Um, I was uh, serving as an actor uh, on one of the judge shows here where I was sitting in the audience. That audience is paid when you watch the judge shows on TV, and they sit back there, and I watched five or six of these cases, and they came to me and they said, would you like to be a litigant? And I said, what? And the litigants on the judge shows are actors. They're not real people. I always thought they were real people. I did too. Yeah. You thought they were going in there because, you know, they didn't pay their mortgage or whatever happened. They broke up with their boyfriend or what have you. And I said, huh. And I had to make a split decision because am I capable of ad-libbing as an actor on a national television show? And I had 0.1 seconds to make the call. And I said, yes. (laughs) And it was just one of those moments in life that you come across with 30 seconds, Doc, where you have to make a decision that kind of alter a little bit the pathway that you're going to take. Yeah. How how, did that decision come out? And what side of the coin were you on as you know, <laughs> yeah. did you have a good I could story? Be timid and say, I'm not sure I can do that. Or I could say yes and roll the dice and give it a shot. And so and I'm isn't going it, to and invite yourself to the party again. You did it. Yeah. Count yeah. me and I'll give it a try. So yeah, I, I'm not a, a preacher, but I'm just saying sometimes I love these lessons with Dr. Zach and invite yourself to the party. The book, you can get it on amazon.com. It's MPS. Traverse city is more than a place. It's a destination. And for many, it's a dream, but a dream that's reachable and ready every single day. Just a car ride away. Traverse City is diverse, though, from beaches to boating to bluffs to wine and food, shopping and snowmobiling, gaming and golf. The possibilities are countless. So become a regular in Traverse City where you'll feel away and at home because its people are its charm. Visit TraverseCity.com to learn more on our Fab Fall Getaways. Welcome to the Michigan Lottery Show. The fun and excitement. 50 years ago, a jackpot started growing in Michigan. Inspired by fun and prizes for players. This jackpot has helped local businesses. Leaving a lottery ticket was sold at the family market. And led to over $26 billion in support for Michigan public schools. Today, the jackpot is still growing. And the goodness it's spreading is a win for everyone. The Michigan Lottery. For fun, for schools, for 50 years. Knowing your limits is always the best bet. So, it's been a while since you've had your jewelry cleaned and inspected, right? Where will you go and who will you trust with your most valuable and treasured heirlooms? At Meadowar Jewelers' four locations in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage, jewelry isn't just our job, it's our passion. Each and every piece entrusted in our care is thoroughly inspected by our trained staff against damage or normal wear. And we offer you, our customer, the highest level of quality on repairs and custom designs. Whether it's worn-out prongs, channels, or shanks, it's all handled with incredible care. 
Medawar Jewelers in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage want to help you preserve your memories and offer you options on creating new ones. Come in today for the cleaning and inspection of your jewelry. We continue to work hard every day to earn your confidence and trust. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. President Biden is on his way to Egypt to discuss climate change with other world leaders. Biden is expected to tell the summit that U.S. efforts to fight climate change will not fall off, despite changes in Congress. A study released Thursday shows use of racial slurs on Twitter tripled in the days following Elon Musk's takeover. Trey Thomas has more. The study found more than 26,200 tweets and retweets containing the N-word were published between October 31st and November 6th. Researchers at the Center for Countering Digital Hate say the last time use of the racial slur spiked on Twitter was in April, when Musk announced he planned to buy the social media platform. I'm Trey Thomas. And Tropical Storm Nicole will soak the southeast today, bringing much-needed rain to areas suffering from drought but also threatening lives and property in the region. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Ring-a-ding-ding with Michael Patrick Shields, Tony Cuthbert in the orchestra. I know you've been listening to these stories this morning of uh, my budding new acting career, in addition to hosting the radio show and being a travel writer. And it's all sort of funny. But when I showed up at this judge show in Hollywood to be part of the studio audience, I didn't anticipate the culture that I was going to encounter there. When you watch those shows, those are paid actors that are sitting behind the litigants and watching the, the show. And so when I got there in Culver City to the studio, there was a little tent outside the trailer where the stars of the show are. And uh, we were sitting there, and it was my first time. And so it was like being involved in something that I was a total newcomer to. Yeah. And it was interesting because the people there, you have to wear certain colors, muted colors. They have some rules and that kind of thing. But the people there were all veterans. And so they were sitting around talking about how they were once on a Twilight Zone shoot or on a Netflix <laughs> show. And one lady said that she played Whitney Houston's best friend at her wedding in a series or TV show about Whitney Houston or a movie or something like that. And then some of them had been in the audience for the Bill Maher show on HBO. And they were talking about things like, you know, the parking for Bill Maher is terrible. You have to walk a long way and you have to pay for it. And then one lady brought a bag of candy. And the, and the other one said that, the, I didn't know this either, that the Price is Right audience, all those people that might come on down, mm -hmm. they all go through rehearsal before they're ever allowed to be in that audience in the first place. Oh so there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Another lady said... Yeah, I was in the audience on Kelly Clarkson, and I won a trip to London. And it was just a total interesting, like, behind-the-scenes culture of all this kind of thing. And, and uh, you know, some of them were older folks. Some of them were younger. And uh, it was quite interesting and a very interesting experience. And so... Did they ever throw the conversation to you and ask you what shows you've been on or anything like that? No, they did not. There was one lady who was very, well, there were a couple. Most of them were friendly. But, uh, again, I sort of uh, took it easy and didn't ask too many questions. And But they were women and men, and, and they all had some kind of experience in television and movies and so forth. And they knew the schedule. Oh, yeah, Bill Maher's rapping in two weeks until February. And, you know, it's not huge pay. It's not even big pay. 
but it's enough for these people to show up and and um, you know, it's kind of interesting so anyway I'll keep you updated on how that all goes and as soon as my IMDB page goes <laughs> up I'll let you know in the meantime uh, we were talking with Heather Zach about going into a situation like that whether it's Dantana's at the bar or whether it's with a new crowd of acting colleagues I'll call them that and how you sometimes feel a little awkward by that Jim Wise is at Firekeeper's Casino. Sometimes, Jim, when you walk in on a blackjack game and there are people who maybe have been there a while, they look at you for a minute there, don't they? And it can be intimidating. Should it be? Should it not be? And what should you do when you're walking in on a game midstream? Um, I'd smile and say, hey, how you doing? And just be kind of disarming to the group. I think... You know, it's not so much that you're joining the game. It's that depending on how the game is going, people have this, and again, it's a complete superstition and fallacy that you're going to somehow change the fates of the game, which is as silly as anything else. So just walk up and, you know, but don't be afraid to make eye contact because if you don't make eye mm-hmm. contact, then they're like, huh, I wonder what this person's up to. Just walk mm-hmm. up and go, hey, how's it going? And they'll tell you, hey, we're doing good. Don't mess this up. And then you just kind of laugh that off and go on. But sometimes you'll sit down and go, God, we, they'll look at you and go, we needed somebody to change the fates here. So, you know, actually it can be a good thing. So it's all superstition. There's not one fundamental thing about it. So sit down, smile, say hi, make good eye contact, and it'll be fine. And I know some of the blackjack games are continuous shuffle where there's never a need to, you know, cut the cards and start over. So if you're in the middle of a so-called shoe, the plastic thing that holds all the cards, I have seen people ask, do you mind if I get in in the middle? And I've never seen anybody turned away, but is that is that good uh, protocol? That's not a bad that's not a bad thing, because let's say, I don't know, let's say the table's won three hands in a row. You know, yeah, there's some momentum there. People are like, don't change this thing up. We got a little run going here. So I think it would be a good thing to go, you guys mind if I jump in or would you want me to wait? And then, and and again, that's not a big deal. You shouldn't take it badly and, and they shouldn't either. They should be, okay, that's really nice of the person to offer that. So if it is a physical shoe with cards sitting in it, that's not a bad, that's not a bad recommendation. I know the crap table is usually kind of uh, collaborative and that everybody's loud because a lot of people are betting the same thing. But I know sometimes, too, at the blackjack table, when you get a blackjack, you'll hear someone across the table say, hey, good hit or good luck, nice job or something like that. And that makes everything kind of friendly, too. Same way you got an 11 and you're going against a 10 and you're like, well, the book says I needed a double. I'm sketchy. I'm concerned about it. And yeah double and they turn over a jack or a king and you and somebody will say hey nice hit that's all you know yeah. i think that's a good thing you want to keep the table positive you want to you know think positively and to see somebody else do well is a good thing too that's very nice so to try not to be intimidated you know some people you're just no. going to have those people who don't want to talk to anybody or maybe they're having a bad day or whatever they're 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 just going to be totally focused, you know, the kind of people on the poker TV shows that wear the hoodie and the glasses. But most everybody else is there to have some fun, too. And I found that if you get the right table, and you, I always have the right dealer because they have a way of helping people out, too, and making it fun. That you can have a splendid morning, afternoon, night, whenever you're there, 
and, and enjoy yourself thoroughly. Our table games dealers bring what we call WIA, which is kind of a welcoming, engaging, enthusiastic, appreciative hmm. uh, attitude to the game. And you're right. The dealer can really help the process. Absolutely. They've always been very friendly, and that's why I will put um, a little tip next to my bet for the dealer because they can win and lose too on that. And I, I always hope people will follow the cue because uh, they appreciate it and we all have a little fun. We will continue with Jim Wise from Firekeepers Casino. He's on our radio stage here getting some ring-a-ding-ding on Veterans Day. And if you're a veteran, Battle Creek is the place to go today. And Jim Wise will tell you why in just a minute. It's Michael Patrick Shields, Firekeepers Casino Friday through the AT&T microphones. You already know that Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has the largest network of top doctors and hospitals in Michigan. But what you may not know is Blue Cross is making it easier than ever for you to see those top doctors, however, whenever, and wherever you need to see them. And that means you can get the care you need on your terms through office visits, telehealth, a 24-hour nurse line, mental health support, urgent care, and more. Giving you the confidence in knowing that you and your family are covered no matter what. No wonder Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is the name more people across the state have trusted for the past 83 years to help them live healthier lives. So whether it's a cough, a fever, a broken arm, or a broken spirit, Blue Cross is here for you anytime, anywhere, with access to support for both your physical and mental health, even from the privacy of your own home. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Learn more at hereforitall.com. Let's start with football. Deontay Foreman rushed for 130 yards and a touchdown to help the Panthers beat the Falcons in Charlotte. The Washington, D.C. Attorney General announced his office is suing the commanders, owner Dan Snyder, the NFL, and Commissioner Roger Goodell for allegedly colluding to cover up a toxic workplace. Raiders linebacker Blake Martinez, at 28 years old, announced he's hanging up his cleats for good. LeBron James avoided a serious groin injury in their loss to the Clippers. He's day-to-day, will not play tonight against the Kings. On the ice, the Blues finally put an end to their franchise record eight-game losing streak after beating the Sharks. Golden Knights now riding a nine-game win streak. They scored seven goals to beat the Sabres. The United States women's national soccer team fell to Germany, now riding their first three-game skid since 1993. That's sports. Ron DeMoss, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. I believe that it is conversations like this that we're having. So I'm grateful for this opportunity with your excellent show and its wide reach for us to talk directly to people and let them know. So hear your voices. Let's say this is enough and let's get this done. Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. As Michigan State plays basketball today on an aircraft carrier in San Diego, we spoke earlier this hour with a Navy SEAL who trained right there along the uh, sands and surf of Coronado next to the Del Coronado Hotel. Next hour, Jim Dunn, who now lives in Petoskey, from Lansing originally there, 
a Vietnam veteran who'd been shot down a number of times will join us, and we'll salute him on this Veterans Day. And Jim Wise at Firekeepers Casino, it is a tradition to honor veterans, not just on Veterans Day, but every day at Firekeepers Casino, but especially today. You know, this is one of our most exciting days of the year. We are so excited at Firekeepers to be able to recognize veterans, and we try to do as many things today as we can. So, first of all, if you're a veteran, bring in your documentation. We give you a Patriot card. If you have a Patriot card today, you get a bunch of things automatically. You get automatically $10 in Red Hot credits. You automatically get $25 off any meal in any one of Firekeepers restaurants from now until midnight. And then if you have a card in the game during the day, you get a chance to win some great prizes. We get $10,000 in prizes available. Like at 1 and 2 o'clock, we draw two Patriot card winners. They each get 500 in Red Hot credits. At 3, 4, and 5, we draw two winners every hour. They get 1,000 in Red Hot credits. And at 6 o'clock tonight, one winner gets $2,000 in Red Hot credits. So they can come in. They get an automatic entry just the first time they stick their card in a game today. If they play some, they can earn more entries based on their play. And we just are also at noon we really would love to see as many veterans be there on the gaming floor at noon because we do a ceremony, have some speeches, and our team members line up along the main corridor from kind of the center of the casino all the way back to the event center, and it gives us a chance to thank veterans so they can kind of take that walk down that and kind of have a, a parade, so to speak, of their own, and our team members have their hands out, they shake hands, they thank them, uh, they're appreciative of them. Our team looks forward to that so much. So that's at 12 noon today. We encourage veterans, whether you have a Patriot card or not, if you don't, come get one. And if you do, make sure you're there today to get the food offer, the free play offer, but most importantly, to be there so we can recognize and show our appreciation at 12 noon in our ceremony. This is why Firekeepers Casino Hotel is more than a casino. It's more than a hotel. It's more than a collective of restaurants. It is a culture, and it's right there off I-94, very near Kalamazoo. Thank you, Jim Wise, and thank you to anyone who served on this Veterans Day. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. President Biden is on his way to Egypt to discuss climate change with other world leaders. Biden is expected to tell the summit that U.S. efforts to fight climate change will not fall off despite changes in Congress. A study released Thursday shows use of racial slurs on Twitter tripled in the days following Elon Musk's takeover. Trey Thomas has more. The study found more than 26,200 tweets and retweets containing the N-word were published between October 31st and November 6th. Researchers at the Center for Countering Digital Hate say the last time use of the racial slur spiked on Twitter was in April, when Musk announced he planned to buy the social media platform. I'm Trey Thomas. And Tropical Storm Nicole will soak the southeast today, bringing much-needed rain to areas suffering from drought, but also threatening lives and property in the region. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. This Veterans Day will bring us more rain in the east from what was Hurricane Nicole, but is now Tropical Depression Nicole as it 
weakens. Heavy rain and severe thunderstorms, though still possible from that storm in the east today. Expect bands of showers and heavy thunderstorms with localized flooding in sections of the Carolinas and up through the mid-Atlantic. The Storm Prediction Center has the coastal sections of Georgia and the Carolinas today being under a slight threat of severe storms and even possible tornadoes. As Nicole moves northward, watch for thunderstorms moving into parts of Pennsylvania and New York. There'll be some heavy rain in places like Tennessee, Kentucky, and Ohio today as well. Now, the northern plains will see the strong storm bringing snow coming to an end today. Still, however, watch for blowing and drifting snow and blizzard conditions, especially in North Dakota and Minnesota. That's your national weather forecast. To Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. Voters in western states are being urged to remain patient as vote counting and key races continue. As of Thursday evening, around 540,000 votes still hadn't been counted in Arizona and 95,000 were uncounted in Nevada. Both states are waiting to learn who will win Senate races that could decide control of that chamber. In the race for governor in Arizona, Democrat Katie Hobbs increased her lead over Republican Kerry Lake to around 27,000 votes following the release of roughly 80,000 more Thursday night. Lake remained confident, speaking to Fox News. Our followers have been so passionate, and they're waiting on pins and needles. I want them to know tonight I'm 100% confident we win this. Officials say the holdup is partly due to the increase in mail-in voting and record turnout at the ballot box on Election Day. At least two people are dead as a result of damage brought by Nicole in Florida. More from Mark Mayfield. Local authorities say the victims were electrocuted by a downed power line. The storm that made landfall as a Category 1 hurricane on Thursday has since weakened to a tropical depression. It knocked out power to thousands of people and pushed buildings near collapse. Heavy rain is still hitting portions of the southeastern U.S. Nicole is also the first hurricane to hit the U.S. in November in nearly 40 years. I'm Mark Mayfield. Rainfall ranging from 2 to 4 inches is forecast from central and eastern Georgia to the western and central parts of the Carolinas, eastern Tennessee, southwestern Virginia, and southeastern Kentucky. Some areas could see an inch or two an hour raising the threat of flooding. Forecasters say the greatest flood threat is in the Appalachians, where up to 8 inches of rain could fall. Almost 15,000 protesters in Iran are facing a potential death penalty, but protests aren't slowing down. Iran's parliament overwhelmingly voted in favor of the death penalty for protesters earlier this week. They're protesting after a 22-year-old woman was allegedly beaten to death by Iran's so-called morality police. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Just how much higher will interest rates have to go? The Federal Reserve's benchmark is now up to 4%. Most Wall Street pros still think 5 to 5.25% will be enough to control inflation, but a growing number tell the Wall Street Journal they're betting on 6%, a 22-year high, with inflation staying high through next year. Food prices are soaring worldwide. In the U.S., they're up 13% overall in the last year and 15% in the U.K., an all-time high there. And market research firm Kantar predicts even higher prices ahead. More from reporter Julia Chapman. The average U.K. consumer paid $785 more for their groceries in October. Some of the fastest-rising prices were for milk, margarine, and dog food. 
Kantar says 27% of households are reporting financial difficulties, double the proportion it recorded in November last year. There was also a 10.3% jump in the sales of non-branded foods. Julia Chapman, London. Mortgage rates are up again, mortgage applications down again overall, dragged down by refis. The Mortgage Bankers Association's average for a 30-year fixed conforming loan is at 7.14% this week, up from 7.06% last. Applications to refinance fell another 4%, and they're 87% lower than last year. Purchase apps are 41% lower than the cheap rate days of last year. Layoffs in the real estate business, Redfin, pink slipped 13% of its workers this week and closed down its money-losing home flipping unit. Last week, the biggest home flipping company, Open Door Technologies, reported record quarterly losses. And Tuesday's election results were mixed with the cannabis industry. Two more states voted to legalize recreational use, Maryland and Missouri, bringing the total to 21 states. But voters in the Dakotas and Arkansas said no, although those states already do allow medical use. And next week, a bipartisan congressional committee holds a hearing on decriminalizing cannabis at the federal level. Consumer and Business News, Joe McConnell, NBC News Radio. Let's start with football. Deontay Foreman rushed for 130 yards and a touchdown to help the Panthers beat the Falcons in Charlotte. The Washington, D.C. Attorney General announced his office is suing the commanders, owner Dan Snyder, the NFL, and Commissioner Roger Goodell for allegedly colluding to cover up a toxic workplace. Raiders linebacker Blake Martinez, at 28 years old, announced he's hanging up his cleats for good. LeBron James avoided a serious groin injury in their loss to the Clippers, he's day-to-day, will not play tonight against the Kings. On the ice, the Blues finally put an end to their franchise record eight-game losing streak after beating the Sharks. Golden Knights now riding a nine-game win streak. They scored seven goals to beat the Sabres. The United States women's national soccer team fell to Germany, now riding their first three-game skid since 1993. That's sports. Ron Moss, NBC News Radio. This Veterans Day will bring us more rain in the east from what was Hurricane Nicole, but is now Tropical Depression Nicole as it weakens heavy rain and severe thunderstorms, though still possible from that storm in the east today. Expect bands of showers and heavy thunderstorms with localized flooding in sections of the Carolinas and up through the mid-Atlantic. The Storm Prediction Center has the coastal sections of Georgia and the Carolinas today being under a slight threat of severe storms and even possible tornadoes. As Nicole moves northward, watch for thunderstorms moving into parts of Pennsylvania and New York. There'll be some heavy rain in places like Tennessee, Kentucky, and Ohio today as well. Now, the northern plains will see the strong storm bringing snow coming to an end today. Still, however, watch for blowing and drifting snow and blizzard conditions, especially in North Dakota and Minnesota. That's your national weather forecast. To Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes state, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. This is meteorologist John McMurray. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. To our soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines in dangerous places, 
to the oppressed and to those whose lot it is to struggle in financial hardship or in failing health. To my fellow journalists in places where reporting the truth means risking all. And to each of you, courage. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. Good morning, Michigan. A very blessed Veterans Day to you. It's Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan, including WJIM in Lansing and WMKT in northern Michigan in the Petoskey area. And that's where you will often find Jim Dunn. And when we call him one of the most interesting men in the world, take our word for it or turn up your radio for this hour because his wife, Nan Casey, loves him and he's got a lot of friends who love him too we've been blessed to speak with him before but on veterans day it's especially special if i can say that mr dunn welcome back to the radio stage and the airwaves across the state and beyond hello mr dunn can you hear me thank you so much for your service to our country and i know that's an understatement and not a cliche from us anyway it's heartfelt i promise well, thank you, Michael. That's very nice of you. I know you won't want to talk about yourself, but before we begin this hour, because it can be instructive to others, would you tell us your story of military service in Vietnam? Well, I went to, uh, entered the Army in six, 1965 and exited the Army in 1972. That was my career, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two Were was you that, drafted uh, or did you enlist? No, I enlisted. I enlisted. Wow. And uh, this was at a time, of course, when everybody was wondering about their, num- their number to be drafted. Mm-hmm. And uh, myself and another friend worked on a buddy system, deal with the Army. If you went into the office uh, together, and you could stay together for the whole tour, mm-hmm. which actually they were honoring after basic training and getting ready to send us, and to send us both to San Francisco for the next three years to fulfill our our commitment. But I kind of botched that and decided to go to officer's candidate school. He went on to San Francisco and stayed there for the whole three years. I went to uh, officer's candidate school in Fort Sill, Oklahoma. And after about, uh, as I recall, 52 weeks of, I'm sorry, 32 weeks of training, uh, was commissioned a second lieutenant assigned to a unit that was literally going to Vietnam when I got there. So uh, from that point forward, I went to Vietnam and spent a, a year and a half there before I was wounded on my birthday. And uh, in the process, spent another three years in Korea and uh, overseas. And so I had a six-year career with the military, which was magnificent and unbelievable people. They're just phenomenal. You say you were wounded on your birthday. Um, what happened? Well, I was in a, 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 a helicopter, just a two-person mm-hmm. helicopter, kind of the helicopter you used to see in the, the – there, there was a series on television where this guy would park his helicopter in the street. It looks like a bubble. Oh, so, MASH. Uh, they, they had those in, on MASH, too. That's in the, MASH. There you go. That's exactly mm-hmm. what it was, the MASH helicopter. In fact, that's what they were, literally, left over from the previous battles. The military didn't have any new helicopters, but they all worked just fine. And on my birthday, I, well, we, we were in the process of always being available for troops, so we flew almost 20 hours a day, and we were engaged in every bit of combat that took place in the Big Red One. 
we were so uh, proficient. I served with about five other, I wasn't five, two other uh, people. And between the three of us, we put in, uh, I, I put in somewhere in the neighborhood of 1,600 uh, hours in the air in combat. And uh, the other two put in at least that much as well. Uh, so we flew often. And, we, and in, in the process of doing that, uh, I was engaged one day, and uh, my birthday, as a matter of fact, uh, with a unit that had been discovered uh, going down a path in Vietnam. And uh, the problem was our troops were all dispersed in, their, in the wrong position. And so in the process, we just uh, held them back with our own small arms fire, called in artillery as we do immediately. And when the artillery arrived and started going off, we were able to hold back but turned out to be almost a brigade of, of Viet Cong soldiers and we had a, a small platoon that we were defending that was my birthday jeez and that and there were a number of times as i recall that you were shot down during your service yes i actually quite, it's hard to even tell you the number because it was so so often jeez what is it like uh, but, to get shot down well, it's interesting when you realize you're sitting in the sky and you're the only thing there. <laughs> they're shooting at you and actually uh, getting hits. That's the problem. <laughs> but it didn't happen as often as it seems. Uh, you know, we had great ground troops. Uh, we did a, I was with the Big Red One, the 1st Infantry Division, and it was stationed just north of Saigon, and our job was to basically deal with all the territory between Cambodia and Saigon, which was 100, 100 miles, as I recall, wide. And then we had uh, uh, General Patton's son in the other unit next door. I can't think of the name of the of the, uh, of the uh, particular uh, unit, but it was a very famous unit. And uh, so they were, we were, we had plenty of ground troop support if we ever needed it. And in the process, of, we had to fly low often in order to identify people and in order to identify spots. And a lot of most of our flying, all of our flying during the battles were below a thousand feet. Are you amazed that you survived? Yes, I am. As a matter of fact, <laughs> wow. I mean, uh, the, the helicopter that I, when I was shot on my birthday and wounded had over uh, two hundred rounds in it, and uh, I have always find it interesting to look back at that. Uh, now, we had armored seats, which in my case saved my life. Uh, and the, the crash is what killed the, the pilot. Mm. You probably lost a lot of um, colleagues and friends during that war, and I'm sure it's something that weighs heavily on your mind even after all these years. Uh, we have Ed McBroom on the line with us right now, a state senator, Republican from Vulcan in the Upper Peninsula, with some words on Jim Dunn and military service. A 60-second senator, if you would. Well, good morning. And, Jim, it's, it's great to hear your voice and listen to your stories. Um, it's good to talk to you. Michael, Thank I, you. I, I was uh, privileged to be serving on the House Oversight Committee when um, I got to work with Jim to help veterans at the Grand Rapids Veterans Home and his his heart and care for the brothers that uh, came through like he did is just astounding and um, it was a real blessing to get to work with him and, and see his passion and compassion for all of those people. 
Well, the uh, courage to share the story, too, with us, as he is this morning, is uh, very much appreciated. And thank you, Senator Ed McBroom from the United Upper Peninsula, Republican Vulcan is where he's from. Jim Dunn will continue on this Veterans Day with MPS. Grab some green at Firekeepers this November. Win a share of over $200,000 with the Cash Grab Giveaway on Saturday, November 26th. You could be one of 25 guaranteed winners to pick a big prize, including up to $30,000 cash. Earn entries daily and join us on November 26th. Every two hours from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m., five winners will each get to select from the punch board to win up to $10,000 cash. Then at 10 p.m., it's the grand prize drawing, where five lucky players will each choose a huge cash prize from $12,500 all the way up to $30,000 cash. Don't miss your chance to win a share of over $200,000 with the Cash Grab Giveaway on Saturday, November 26th. The best giveaways, the biggest guaranteed prizes, only at Firekeepers. Get your Vegas on at Firekeepers Casino Hotel. I-94 to exit 104 in Battle Creek. Management reserves all rights. So, it's been a while since you've had your jewelry cleaned and inspected, right? Where will you go and who will you trust with your most valuable and treasured heirlooms? At Meadowar Jewelers, four locations in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage, jewelry isn't just our job, it's our passion. Each and every piece entrusted in our care is thoroughly inspected by our trained staff against damage or normal wear. And we offer you, our customer, the highest level of quality on repairs and custom designs. Whether it's worn-out prongs, channels, or shanks, it's all handled with incredible care. Medawar Jewelers in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage want to help you preserve your memories and offer you options on creating new ones. Come in today for the cleaning and inspection of your jewelry. We continue to work hard every day to earn your confidence and trust. Ozzy Osbourne says he doesn't want a famous actor to play him in his upcoming biopic. In an interview with Consequence, he adds he prefers to have someone relatively unknown. The flake will focus on his relationship with his wife and longtime manager, Sharon Osbourne. An Oscar-winning screenwriter is being ordered to pay over $7 million to a woman he allegedly raped back in 2013. Paul Haggis won Oscars for writing the film's Crash and Million Dollar Baby and also co-wrote two James Bond movies. On Thursday, a New York jury found him liable for raping a film publicist in his Manhattan apartment and ordered him to pay her at least $7.5 million in compensatory damages. Hey, Jude. Julian Lennon says he associates the Beatles' Hey, Jude with a dark feeling. Paul McCartney famously wrote the track for five-year-old Julian after his parents, John Lennon and Yoko Ono, split. During an interview with iHeartRadio's Emily Curl, Julian explained the song is a dark reminder of his dad leaving him and his mom to fend for themselves. He added, a lot of people don't realize how tough the situation was. Nevertheless, he's thankful for Paul's support. That's entertainment, Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio. (laughs) 
Veterans Day with Michael Patrick Shields. Jim Dunn is on our line from Petoskey, Michigan. He spent time in Lansing as well. He spent time in Vietnam and Korea, too. He said serving our country, and we thank him for that. And, Mr. Dunn, we got a message from Captain Kirk Squires who said to uh, tell you hello and that you're the best goalie he ever scored on. (laughs) Now, wait a minute. You played hockey, and you decided to be the goalie. Hadn't you been shot at enough without being a hockey goalie, too? Apparently not. (laughs) There was something about it I felt I could do a little better than the next guy. (laughs) Well, Captain Kirk listening in Florida this morning. And uh, in Rochester, Michigan, if you're a veteran, a current service member, or a dependent, you can find a supportive, welcoming environment at Oakland University. Learn more about Oakland University's Veterans Support Services at oakland.edu slash veterans and a man who is uh, on the board of trustees at Oakland University Dennis Muchmore is on our AT&T line right now he was Governor Snyder's chief of staff longtime lobbyist and a dear friend of Jim Dunn and we're saluting him this day uh, on Veterans Day Dennis well he you know he gets he gets to be saluted once in a while because uh, you know he's been shot at literally <laughs> more times than he'd like to admit so he's a uh, He's a kind of a hero in my in my view. When you have a friend like that who's had experiences like that, um, do, do you ask him about it? Do you talk about it? Is it something that you don't that you tread carefully? So, advice for somebody right now, uh, Dennis. Do people like to talk about their military service? I suppose it's very situational. Well, I think it is. I mean, it it, it depends. Uh, usually, it, it used to depend before he quit drinking on how many beers we'd had. But, uh, I, you know, we could get him to talk about almost anything when, you know, after we'd spent a night at the nightcap. So, um, you know, I think that Jimmy is, uh, you know, one of those kind of guys who's uh, dealt with it. And he, uh, he knew how to deal with it. And he knew uh, what to talk about and what not to talk about. So there are some things that he doesn't want to talk about that are quite funny. But we won't get into those because uh, <laughs> it would get him in a lot of trouble. Mr. Dunn, after your military service, what did you do? And did you find it hard to uh, come back and get back down to business here? Well, after that tribute there by Dennis, uh, I'm not sure what I should say. <laughs> um, I, you know, I found it interesting. I, I Most people in the United States, I think, had by that time in the early 70s had just had enough of Vietnam and uh, everybody was anxious for the president to seal the deal so we could begin to get out of there and uh, you know there's there's a couple of things about that that are uh, noticed a lot number one there's a lot of people in Vietnam that we worked with and that we could have if we had done things a little differently I think a little, little longer unfortunately we could have saved a lot more lives in the process of us leaving I'm sure there was a lot of brutality by the North Vietnamese, just judging in the way they've treated our captured troops in the South. So it was, uh, I would say that I decided the best way to deal with it was just not to talk about it all that much and try to move on, as Dennis said, you know, and and be available to, uh, I can pick up on people that are veterans and and, uh, I can tell them how, how to do it. It works. And there's... A lot of help that can and can help you, and you can't go through a combat uh, um, 
time without having that type of help when you come back. People see things that you just don't even see. Mm. And Jim Dunn is with us, and that was Dennis Muchmore. Thank you very much. As uh, We have lots of people who want to ring in and speak with Mr. Dunn this morning. I'm one of them. Do you remember your last day in Vietnam? Did you know it was your last day, and what was it like? What were you thinking when you were finally leaving? Well, it was interesting. Uh, my last day in Vietnam was uh, in leaving from Saigon, uh, having been wounded on my birthday, May 5th, my birthday. So I was put in a, in a hospital ward waiting for a plane to come, and I couldn't land a plane because of all the uh, anti-aircraft and missiles and everything else flying around. Uh, but it took about 10 days to get out at that particular time, and I got to Japan, spent uh, over 40 days with two operations. And then when I came back, I came back on a hospital plane, which I never knew even existed. The military had a plane, a big plane. I don't know exactly what it would be, but it was a big plane. And it had nothing but military um, uh, hospitals, uh, information on it. So we had people in there being literally being operated on as they were coming back from Vietnam to the United States. And, uh, Major General uh, retired Greg Vadney, the former adjunct general for the state of Michigan, former commanding general of the 38th Infantry Division, mechanized, is on our AT&T line right now with a couple of minutes on this Veterans Day. Thank you for your service. And I'm going to turn you over to Jim Dunn. He's on the line with us across the state of Michigan, sir. Captain Dunn, happy Veterans Day, my friend. Thank you very much, sir. It's good to talk to you. Yeah, it's good to hear your voice. And I want to say happy Veterans Day to uh, all our listeners out there, those that have served, uh, those that are serving, and uh, certainly appreciate uh, your service. Thank you, sir. I notice he still calls you sir, huh? That goes forever, doesn't it, General? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could never break him of that. <laughs> <laughs> I learned well. <laughs> he did learn well, and and uh, I would tell you, I just I just got on. And I know Jim was 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 sharing some of his story, and a one of our more distinguished veterans uh, he is, and we are blessed to. Uh, have him in the, in the state of Michigan, and we were blessed to have him in our great uh, United States Army. Thank you very much. And just 30 seconds, General, but we la- we joked about being called sir, but that kind of that kind of training is vital and saves lives, doesn't it, when you get in combat? Yeah, it's, it, it's about discipline, and uh, you absolutely have to have uh, that that uh, and it is ingrained in in the United States military. Yeah, that's critically important. If you have undisciplined uh, units, you have you have chaos. Thank you Amen. very much. Both of you gentlemen are very well um, respected and loved in Michigan. Greg Vadney, sir, Major General, retired, and Jim Dunn back in a flash on Veterans Day with MPS. AMC Theaters is announcing a partnership with Zoom to bring Zoom rooms to its theaters. Ryan Shook has the details. The purpose is to let decentralized workforces and customer bases bring people from different markets together at the same time for virtual and in-person events. Zoom rooms at AMC customers will be able to book online and can then select their preferred theaters and meeting times. Additional services include food and beverage offerings, possible movie viewings, and concierge-style handling of meeting needs. 
Zoom rooms at AMC will debut sometime next year. And two more top Twitter executives have resigned. On Thursday, two executives working in the Security and Privacy Division of Twitter quit after Elon Musk's first company meeting. The news came just hours after Twitter's chief information security officer also quit. Since Elon Musk took over the company, the social media giant has lost well over 3,000 employees due to mass layoffs and resignations. Tech Report, Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Change is big. It's solar panels and batteries powering every Michigan business. Thank you to Consumers Energy for their participation in this program on Veterans Day. It's Michael Patrick Shields. Learn more at ConsumersEnergy.com slash Clean Energy. Those of you uh, who were uh, looking for a flight to Orlando and it got canceled yesterday because the airport was closed, Avello Airlines is trying to reschedule those for you now from Capital Region International Airport. FlyLansing.com, AvelloAir.com. They've got flights nonstop from Lansing to Orlando on uh, Thursdays and Sundays, and so you can still connect through that. David Hall at Hall Financial, frequent guest on our program, uh, has a, a bit of uh, news here for you about how you can get started on a line of credit, and we'll have that for you coming up. The easiest way and the fastest way for you to do that is 866-CALL-HALL, and you can even chat with them right online at callhallfirst.com and get yourself all squared away with all of that. 83 years, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has kept a commitment to members and everyone in Michigan by building healthier communities and providing access to care in every zip code. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. The benefits available to veterans has always been a passion of former state Senator Jason Allen, a veteran himself uh, from Traverse City, on this Veterans Day. And I'm connecting you right now, Senator Allen, uh, with the gratitude for your service to Jim Dunn, who now lives in Petoskey. He's on our AT&T line right this very moment, Senator. Thank you, my friend, and good morning. And uh, uh, I so much appreciate it and glad that you're focusing in on our friend Jim Dunn. You're sounding great on WMKT uh, at 102.3. And um, what I think we've also got to recognize with Jim's efforts was what he was able to do to help with General Vadney and myself on the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. And his understanding of the issues because of his time in Vietnam, his understanding of his of the needs, the concerns were invaluable. And as we expanded that system, uh, got things put back in order in so many different ways. Uh, Jim's service became an invaluable asset as we structured the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency and uh, just honored to have a friend. I, I so much appreciated what he did when we celebrated the 50th anniversary of Vietnam and his speech at the Capitol uh, was just spot on and very succinct as we addressed uh, uh, that uh, celebration uh, just a few years ago. And he continues to serve. And even with his time this morning, Senator Allen, Jim Dunn, MPS. NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. A tsunami advisory is out for the U.S. territory American Samoa after a magnitude 7.1 earthquake struck the Tonga region early this morning. 
U.S. Geological Survey says the quake was centered about 130 miles east of Tonga at a depth of more than six miles below the surface of the Pacific Ocean. The USGS said the quake could set off dangerous tsunami waves within 190 miles of the coast of Tonga. Election day has come and gone, but the question of who controls Congress still lingers. Bree Jackson in Washington. Even with control of Congress still up in the air, Republicans are ramping up plans to take over the House. Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy is jockeying to become House Speaker, but faces challenges. Virginia Republican Congressman Bob Good says there will be a GOP challenge to McCarthy's speakership bid. Democrats fought off a red wave this midterm. During a Democratic National Committee event, President Biden thanked supporters, calling Tuesday a strong night for the party. Officials are still counting mail-in ballots in Nevada, where the U.S. Senate candidates are neck and neck. Arizona's Senate race has yet to be called, and in Georgia, voters will head back to the polls in December to pick a winner. Today is Veterans Day, when the nation honors the service service of men and women in the military, past and present. People are expected to line the streets of New York City for the nation's biggest Veterans Day parade. Similar celebrations of America's veterans are scheduled all across the country. In Miami Beach, marching bands and floats will honor vets along Ocean Drive. Mayor Dan Gelber says the city has a history of supporting troops. In our city, uh, which hosted, you know, in World War II, GIs who were training here, including my dad, uh, who was in the Army Air Corps, the parade begins at 11.11 a.m. Eastern, coinciding with the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month, commemorating the armistice ending World War I. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. A new survey shows a large percent of young Americans are struggling with mental health issues. Michael Kastner reports. The survey by Harmony Healthcare IT found 42% of Generation Z adults started dealing with mental health conditions soon after the pandemic started in 2020. It found many were diagnosed with anxiety, depression, and other disorders during the lockdowns. And nearly 90% believe their generation is not set up for success. A California company has developed what it calls the world's first fall detection and assistance system using artificial intelligence. Fall Detect by San Jose-based firm CamiVision is designed to help up to 54 million U.S. seniors age and place in their own homes. The system helps detect and prevent senior falls by using Vision AI, private verification of incidents, two-way audio, and more. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. Jim Dunn is a veteran in Petoskey and in Lansing, and I know I hear that uh, yesterday he was at the funeral of Mike Kelly, and we appreciate his time this morning on this Veterans Day. Mr. Dunn, thank you. What was your uh, what was the last rank you had in the military? Uh, excuse me. The last rank I had was captain. Captain I, Jim uh, Dunn. Yep, I commanded a, a company on the uh, uh, in Korea on the uh, border. Of North Korea. And what about a, that title you have of father? Because uh, we have a man <laughs> on our line right now who his mother worries an awful lot about. Maybe as a guy who'd been shot down a bunch of times, you don't worry so much. His name is Dan Casey Dunn from the other side of the globe. Welcome to the radio stage through the airwaves. Hey, good evening, Michael Patrick, and good evening, Father, and happy Veterans Day. Thank you, my son. It's good to talk to you. Miss you and love you. Nice. Miss you and love you as well. 
Dan Casey Dunn, where do we find you this morning? And uh, what's it like to grow up with a father with a sort of military discipline and a record like his? <laughs> well, uh, well, first of all, I'm in Shanghai this evening. Um, and, you know, to grow up with my dad, it was, it was funny. My father obviously was quite a decorated veteran and, and had a tremendous amount of service. And when you read some of the stories, they're absolutely remarkable. But it wasn't something he brought up really until I was maybe 25, uh, 25 years old. It's only been in the last five to 10 years that uh, it really came to light everything that he did and he became more comfortable talking about it. And uh, it's been, it's been really fun and interesting to learn. Captain Dunn, did you not raise your child in a military style fashion? Well, I tried. (laughs) (laughs) I think I might have failed. <laughs> but, no, actually, uh, I, I'm fortunate. I have the greatest kids in life uh, you could ask for. That makes a big difference when you come back, too, by the way, if you have some sort of structure to help you. It really does. And the best and... the best person to help a vet is a vet, plain and simple, because we, we, we talk a different language. There's a lot of people that don't misunderstand me that are right there with them, and they're heard and that it works good. But in reality... If you're struggling, there's uh, your solution is another veteran that will take the time to get to know you and to talk to you about things. Do you think that it's nature or nurture that gave Dan Casey Dunn this sense of adventure that he has to travel the globe and live in other parts of the world and endure the way he is? Well, he's, he's remarkable, to be honest with you. And uh, I, I don't know. I think it's kind of a combination. You know, his mother is also... She uh, has a tendency to uh, start engines and get people moving. So I think that uh, it's, it's worked real well in this case. Daniel's been on the move. <laughs> what do you think, Dan? Oh, I would say it's uh, a little bit of both. But, you know, the first time that uh, I, I traveled with my family fairly often growing up, which was great. Uh, but the first time I came to China, uh, it was just quite a bit different. Um and I thought, ah, I need to live here probably. Um, and I'm not sure if that was just to get away from my mother, uh, but it wasn't to get away from my father. <laughs> oh, wow. That is a shot across the bow for sure. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. When she listens, okay. I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Oh, she listens all right and uh, speaks of you very often and updates me on how you're doing. And uh, I, I love hearing from you and appreciate that very much. Have you have you revived the podcast? Is it still uh, in sabbatical? Where does it stand? Uh, it comes and goes. It comes and goes. It's been mm-hmm. a little bit difficult, uh, uh, you know, for the, uh, the big Congress meeting that China just had. They really cracked down on uh, the kind of technology you need to make a podcast work. And so it's been a bit wow. difficult, but... Now that the big uh, the big meeting has passed, maybe we'll get back to it soon. Could have, are there are episodes archived that we can listen to? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, you can look it up. It's called "Really Make You Really Makes You Think." You can look it up anywhere that you can get a podcast. Um, yeah, absolutely. There's we did one uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, and uh, you know we talked about the the midterms that you had this last week. We talked about. Uh, China's big meetings and what that looked like, and, and we talked to some Lansing politics as well really makes you think, and Dan Casey Dunn, a very, very dear fellow who's become such a friend of the show and such an inspiration for all of us in Shanghai, speaking about his father, Captain Jim Dunn, who was beloved across the state of Michigan and beyond, not just for his service, but for the service that continued the rest of his life 
but you can hear it in his voice right there, trying to help veterans who endured this. Why did you, uh, Captain Dunn, decide to enlist? Well, it was just one of those, which, which Captain Dunn are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> you, sir. Uh, it was, it was uh, just something, you know, I was struggling with, with college, to be honest with you, and uh, I had a good friend who was in the same situation. We were, uh, you know, just wondering what to do next, and uh, somehow we got t- turned on to the military and joined, again, as buddies under this program that they had, which they honored, by the way. The program was that if we enlisted at this particular time, we would be able to pick where we where we wanted to serve for the, if they had a position open. And he went uh, to San Francisco, with. and you he ended did. up in the Far East. And uh, we have uh, on our AT&T line right now, uh, with a few minutes left here in our Veterans Day, uh, celebration. Mike Weinstein, who was a forward observer with Jim Dunn in Vietnam, and Nan Casey Dunn tells us that uh, they are very, very close, but they haven't had the opportunity to see each other in 55 years. And one imagines that the friendships that you make uh, at the time like that last forever, whether you see each other or not. Jim Dunn, we welcome Mike Weinstein. Uh, to the airways right now. Mr. Weinstein oh and Mr. Dunn, we've got two and a half minutes to let the two of you talk. Mr. Weinstein, you first. Drumfire 50 Charlie, this is Drumfire 50 Alpha. Fire mission over. Drumfire 50 Alpha, this is 50 Charlie. Fire mission out. Hey, how you doing, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing good. It's good to talk to you, Mike. I'm getting goosebumps. You and a too. Tear eyed, to be honest with you here. It's, it's awful nice. To- Take I'm a little hard of hearing, Jim. Can you speak up a little bit? Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm, I got the same problem talking. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I miss you. I'll tell you, 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 you did something today that's magnificent, uh, Michael Patrick. It's this you're well, dealing really with I'm... one of these people that is absolutely phenomenal. And he saved my life on more than one occasion by giving me great advice about how to do things in the air. He was in charge mm-hmm. of our little small... Uh, air crowd, if you want to call it that. I don't know what the official name is. And Mike is one hell of a soldier. Now, you got to remember something. If you've ever seen a small aircraft at all, you've never seen it until you got Mike Weinstein in the back seat. Mike was <laughs> 250 pounds, I think, and he couldn't close the windows. He had to have his arms hang out the window the whole time he flew. <laughs> hey, you're killing me, or you're killing me, Jim. Well, this is all Nan's doing. Nan Casey Dunn loves you, and she wanted to uh, honor you today. And Mike Weinstein would give you the last uh, 60 seconds with Mr. Dunn, if you would. Yeah, Jim, uh, I'm, I, I'm so proud to have known you and Frank. You know, we were, uh, we were the only air observers in the whole 3rd Corps area. We were covering the 1st Division, the 173rd, the 25th, Arvins. I even had a talk one day with a Viet Cong on the radio. But that's another story. Uh, you were fantastic. You, you're like a brother to me. I love you then. I love you now. Um, I'm just, I already know what to say, Jim. Uh, it's good to talk to you, Mike. I, I just thank you for taking the time. It, you know, it, we've talked on and off, uh, Michael Patrick, uh, over the years, but not enough, in fact. Thank you for sharing this emotional conversation today, Jim Dunn, MPS. You already know that Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has the largest network of top doctors and hospitals in Michigan. 
But what you may not know is Blue Cross is making it easier than ever for you to see those top doctors, however, whenever, and wherever you need to see them. And that means you can get the care you need on your terms through office visits, telehealth, a 24-hour nurse line, mental health support, urgent care, and more, giving you the confidence in knowing that you and your family are covered no matter what. No wonder Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is the name more people across the state have trusted for the past 83 years to help them live healthier lives. So whether it's a cough, a fever, a broken arm, or a broken spirit, Blue Cross is here for you anytime, anywhere, with access to support for both your physical and mental health, even from the privacy of your own home. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Learn more at hereforitall.com. So it's almost Thanksgiving. I'm in Dusty Cellar to collect a 6 for $66 club pack from Dusty Cellar. Matt Rhodes, though, is in the spirit of giving. Yes, Michael, this month with the club purchase, we'll be raising funds for Meridian Township residents that cannot easily purchase what they need for the holiday with matching funds to Meridian Cares. 33% of Meridian Township households struggle financially, and they can't even afford maybe basic needs like housing and food and health care. So Meridian Cares helps prevent neighbors in need from facing severe economic hardship like hunger and homelessness. Yes, Michael, so with each club pack, we're asking for donations to Meridian Cares of $1 to $10, and we'll match that donation to pass it on to Meridian Cares so more of our township residents can meet their needs. Well, thanks to you, Matt, at Dusty Cellar. I'm in with a club pack and a donation to Meridian Cares. So join me at Dusty Cellar for the 6 for 66 Wine Club, and you can support Meridian Cares, too. Thanks, Michael Patrick. 